Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to Bitch, you got coronavirus. When do you think this pandemic is, I mean, when are we, when is it going to be done? When are we going to get back to normal? Well, you know, uh, I think a year from now, when it's 22 below zero here, um, no, a year from now, I think that there'll be significantly fewer people having to be socially distanced, have to wear masks, etc. But we don't know. It also depends on what you mean by normal. That likely will be, as the president said, by the end of the year, by Christmas. But Andrea, these are all estimates, and so many things can happen to modify that. You are fake news. You want the boogaloo? Because that's how you get the boogaloo, okay, folks? Very fake news. I will eat your ass. I'll do it. My children aren't going hungry. Come on, man. Give me a little break here. All right, America... Go to the YouTube right now. And also big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. (laughs) Best of luck for the 19th. Your friends say they know you won't quit and we'll finish it. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I I can't do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. What got you that time? What what got you? It's the Rachel It's the Rachel Dole's all one. Oh. She's so earnest, you know? Yeah, I know. I kind of feel bad for that. But uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a little while since we've had a quality cameo shout out from an unsuspecting celebrity. Not that I'm encouraging anyone to go trolling on any cameo accounts, because the last time that happened, there was a Desmond one, and we don't want to repeat that. But cameo has been pretty productive for show intro purposes, no doubt. Anyway, uh, plenty to talk about tonight. As always, it is a uh, a moment of honor of sorts. It's not quite a hit piece, but it is a moment of honor for my channel and our show because we have our first deplatforming. As far as I, what do you have your first deplatforming? Yeah, I mean, like this show at least. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah, all right. I'm glad to share this with you. Right, I'm glad that you're here to share this moment. As as far as I understand, correct me if I'm wrong. We've never been outright banned from anything. We've been demonetized and algorithmically demoted and all that. But outright banned. We are outright banned on Streamlabs now. Or at least that's what Streamlabs says. And this is an audience achievement, too, since our audience very likely (laughs) had a part in it. I'm speculating, but they won't tell me why. So I'm I'm guessing the audience had a part in it. I'll explain to you everything that happened this week. Because this isn't just your typical censorship. It's got a lot of uh, deeper wrinkles, including uh, Streamlabs just outright stole our money. And yeah. won't give it back. So there's a fraud and a theft angle here. So we'll we'll, we'll get into that. Plus, um, 
Joe Biden hosts his first. I think it was his first anyway. He hosted a town hall as uh, as his first as president. And the uh, the stumbling and the bubbling, bumbling, bubbling, whatever, whatever it was he was doing, it was amazing. Uh, Chinese gulags are just a matter of cultural differences. Black people and Hispanics don't know how to use the Internet, or at least not particularly well. And uh, maybe, just maybe this time next year, you can take your mask off if you're a good boy. You have that to look forward to. Maybe February 2022. That's when my Streamlabs account expires, and that's when you can take your mask off. It's going to be a hellish year until then. We'll take a look at some of the more subtle angles of the Ted Cruz controversy as well. Leaking private conversations, apparently businesses or United Airlines in this case, leaking customer information. We're all celebrating with glee as we own our political opponents. We're not really taking time to think, do we really want to set these cultural standards as though they won't come back to burn us later? Things to think about. Uh, Bill Bill Gates says, uh, get ready for fake meat. I don't know if it's going to be the 3D printed uh, kind or not, but none of it sounds particularly good. And um, hoax hate to close. Plus, we talked about it briefly on Wednesday, an absolutely legendary Zoom bombing. If the last year had any silver linings, Zoom bombing was one. But this one is a theatrical production, I would say. I, no joke, watched it at my parents' house like 10 times. Have you seen the full footage? I've seen the news story that will play. I've seen the news story. You know, it's Catboy Cammy, right? Yes. And I I didn't know who that was prior to this, but I looked into some of his production. I I just didn't know who he was. And uh, there's a little bit more of his production that I want to feature to explain as well, because it is some funny stuff. Yeah. And it will. uh, Excellent work. it, it, It was a quality production for sure. We will uh, take super chats on YouTube and uh, tippy stream and not necessarily Streamlabs, although I haven't deleted that. The backup account. We'll get to more of that in a moment, but 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, of course, because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's Matt Christensen media.com. And don't forget, we have the show store up and running. We have t-shirts, we have mugs, we have hats, we have it all. And uh, we'll be bringing some more. Plus we have special deals from friendly listener owned businesses as well. Uh, this week's feature business is our friends over at Sonoran defense technologies. If you've listened to the show for a little while, you know that Sonoran makes the coolest custom laser stippled clocks around and uh, they look just as good as they feel, of course. And you know, Sonoran has the best laser engraved mags for your AR or your AK as well. But with the gun market the way it is currently, perhaps you might like to personalize some other items with some laser engraving. Maybe you'd like to personalize your knife, or maybe you'd like some laser engraved drinkware, or maybe you'd like to laser engrave your PC like the guys at Sonoran did for me on the PC that's streaming this show right now. Very cool work. Whatever your laser engraving needs may be, check out our friends at Sonoran Defense Technologies. That's SonoranDefense.com. You can follow them on Instagram to see all their designs as well until they're banned on there someday. That's at Sonoran Defense. Listeners of this show get 10% off everything from Sonoran using promo code G's. That's J-E-E-Z for 10% off at Sonoran Defense. You can find everything you need from Sonoran Defense, plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Charity Swipes, Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and more. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Also had a mm. meetup 
in Knoxville, Tennessee this week. I'm All told right. they stayed at the brewery until the city's Corona curfew shut them down. So very good. I don't know if that's 8 p.m., midnight, who knows, <laughs> 3 p.m., just Dr. Fauci makes it up these days. And uh, I appreciate the T-shirt because voting asteroid in 2020 was, in fact, the correct decision, <laughs> assuming that your vote counted at all. But that's a good T-shirt to have. That'll be a, a vintage piece of history in the future. All right. Uh, obviously, to start the show, a shout out to listeners in uh, Texas. Many of yeah. you have been through a, a hell of a week, I'm sure. But um, it sounds like weather is improving. Highs were in the 60s for much of the state today. But over the weekend, oh. um, overnight temperatures were well below freezing in many inland locations. As of Friday night, there were still 137,000 homes without power across the state. If only you had had a Green New Deal, says AOC. If only AOC was running all of your power grid. This could have all been avoided but you're stuck with what you got. Um, roughly half the state was instructed to boil water before drinking it due to <sighs> compromised water treatment facilities. Yikes. Biden declared a disaster in 77 of Texas's 254 counties yesterday, meaning federal resources will soon be helping. Uh, and at least 58 people died from the storm affected area uh, or died in storm affected areas. The causes included a carbon monoxide poisoning from improperly heating homes with cars or grills or whatever else you can use. Uh, car crashes from the slippery uh, street conditions, drownings, house fires and hypothermia. People mm -hmm. just straight up freezing to death. Um, but uh, of course, we, we send some well wishing to our Texas listeners. But this is another reason for everybody who's not in Texas. Just a, a good piece of wisdom or a good reminder you don't have to be a crazy person to have some supplies on hand. Yeah. Um, I'm not really looking to debate the the energy policy here. I know there's a lot of talk of, was it the wind turbines fault or was it not? I'm more interested in just learning about the things uh, that can happen to anybody at any time. And so it's wise to have a plan to live. If all of your conveniences disappear for a week, as has happened to many Texas people. So hopefully that was the case for you. If not, hopefully it wasn't too, uh, too uh, risky or too dangerous but of course for some people it was um what else do we have oh um another tough week tough week because of the death of rush limbaugh on wednesday of course um yeah. or another reason the week was tough rather now i was a uh we talked about a little bit on wednesday i was a casual infrequent listener of rush i'd turn Me him too. on in the car so i appreciated his show and what he did but i, I can't sit here and pretend to give you some meaningful testimony about what he meant to me personally, because that just wasn't my experience. But I do recognize, of course, what he created in terms of, yeah, in terms of creating an entire, in, in terms of creating conservative media or alternative media where it didn't exist and to take it to the heights that he did. And of course I appreciate how he's been standing up to the mob before cancel culture was even a thing. He had constantly been under attacks yeah. to try to get his advertisers to walk away from him or to get his show taken off the air to get canceled in any number of ways. So as someone who likes doing this sort of long form political talk show and uh, is constantly worried about being booted off various platforms because of certain political opinions, I appreciate that Rush had been fighting this fight for decades before it ever became anything in my life at all. Yeah. 
So rather than freestyle, I figure it's best to remember Rush uh, with the man who knew him best in the studio, at least his longtime producer, James Golden, otherwise known uh, on air, of course, as Mr. Bo Snurdly. Our beloved Rush has returned his uh, talent to God. Rush is, to me, a second generation founding father. This went beyond radio. This went beyond politics. One man changed so many trajectories in this, in this country. When Rush began his career, there were 1,200 radio stations roughly doing the talk radio format. Today, there are over 12,000. There was no Fox TV. There, were no, there was nowhere on TV that you could get conservative ideology, that you could get the values that represent what most Americans believe until Rush. Beyond all of those accomplishments, Rush Limbaugh was one of the finest human beings that you would ever want to meet. A generous, wonderful, beautiful spirit. That's so sad. Now, as far as what's next... In the short term, Rush's show will continue using archived segments and clips. I did listen in the car a little bit late this week, and they were playing clips of Rush from the Obama era or piecing together historical clips of Rush about certain topics. And of course, the specific piece of news that he's talking about isn't really relevant anymore. But when you listen to the philosophy that's being articulated or the lessons learned, it still holds a lot of relevance. Now, of course, they're not going to do that forever, and you can't. But uh, they're apparently going to play... Uh, rush archives for a couple weeks and then evaluate what to do going forward. And it's not even clear that anybody will uh, carry on for rush or fill in for rush. I don't even know how you do it. Um, and what happens to Rush's listeners? Yeah. What, what becomes of, of the listening family? I think is Mark Stein going to take over? Maybe, maybe they give it to uh, Todd Herman filled in a lot too. Maybe they try to carry it on with one of those guys. And then the question is, what happens with Rush's listeners? Do they stay yeah. on an AM radio? It's so big that the question is, does AM radio itself suffer as a result of this? Because it's not just a question of who these listeners go to listen to. It's where maybe this means a transition into more Internet shows, podcasts. I don't know. But yeah. as much as I love doing this uh, kind of show, could you imagine being asked to fill in for those shoes? Not even on a temporary basis. That's very intimidating on a permanent basis. Uh, how do you do it? How do you keep those listeners? You're not. How long has he been on the air? He started in the late eighties. Yikes. Yeah. So it, it's just not possible to be him, you know? And so we'll see where this goes anyway. Moving on. Uh, hey, remember Chris Sullivan? He was the. Begley. Uh, he was the Black Lives Matter activist from Utah who put on a Trump oh, hat yeah. and agitated throughout the Capitol riot and encouraged people to commit crime. And this was all in his own live stream. We watched a lot of it at the time. Yeah. He's also the guy who filmed the best angle of the Ashley Babbitt shooting in yes, the Capitol. Right. Yeah. So he was arrested and charged on January and January 14th with unlawful entry. Frankly, I'm surprised that was even the case, but at least he was arrested and charged in a way that's similar to everybody else who did similar things. Um, but you'll notice how media have not treated him as the terrorist or the insurrectionist that he really is, that he should be by <laughs> their standards. Yeah. It turns out he didn't just get a pass in terms of scrutiny. He actually got cash 
from the news networks. Both CNN and NBC paid him $35,000. And I think that's each. So 70 grand total, $35,000 each for the footage he recorded at the Capitol, according to records Sullivan filed in federal court on Tuesday. That disclosure is part of Sullivan's lawyer's argument that he was acting as a journalist and not a rioter. So he's saying, look, uh, journalism is, is my career. That's why I was there. I didn't do anything wrong. Look, I got paid 70 grand by the news networks for my footage. Look how journalisty I am. What an asshole. And it wasn't just that. Keep in mind, Anderson Cooper had him on his, on his CNN show immediately after it and treated him very kindly. He was just a reporter. He was just a journalist. He didn't get the same sort of scrutiny that the rest of the terrorist insurrectionists did. And, um, well, it's just it's just interesting. Not only is this guy not uh, not the political or even war enemy that they portray the rest of the people as he's actually on the payroll. So something to think about. Uh, and and <laughs> this is the, on a related note, this is this just shows you the double standards that are at play here. That guy can have direct involvement in the crimes committed at the best thing he can say is I was just telling people to commit crimes. You want to talk incitement? That guy was actually doing it. Hey, you right there. Break that Do window. This. At right? this time. Yeah. Yes. That meets the legal definition, at least. So that guy can have direct involvement in the incitement way that they've characterized this and he gets a payout. But if Alex Jones or Roger Stone have even tangential involvement, we're going to send the Justice Department after them. So according to the Washington Post, federal investigators are looking at these two, Roger Stone and Alex Jones, to explore whether there is a link between those who stormed the Capitol and those who may have influenced them by promoting election fraud conspiracy theories. Ah. You scroll down a few paragraphs. This paragraph is very noteworthy. The investigation does not necessarily mean that the men will face criminal charges. People familiar with the case told the post. Then why are you investigating them? You are the Justice Department. Your job is investigating crimes. If there's no crime to investigate, stop wasting our money. You are not the debunkers of conspiracy theories you're not the department of truth you're the department of justice but it would appear that we have justice department investigators looking into political actors for political reasons that's what this would suggest but of course that's not necessarily anything new given the last four or five years of uh, exactly that happening with russiagate and everything else so we'll see where that goes did you see this uh this this school board story yeah in California is uh, is fantastic. Speaking of people uh, taking your money and giving you questionable returns like the Justice Department, uh, your local school board might be doing something like that. Many of you, uh, you probably need no more convincing about getting your kids out of public school. But just in Ugh. case you do. This is so insulting. God, you, you love to hear it, though. You'd love to actually you love to hear this. So you know what's going on instead of being blissfully ignorant about these people who hate you and probably hate your kids by extension, taking your money and controlling their education. So the entire school board for Oakley Union Elementary School, uh, the Oakley Union Elementary School District in the East Bay of California, has resigned after they were talking shit about parents on their Zoom call when they thought the Zoom call was private. It was not. And everyone attending the meeting could hear it. And people recorded what was said and posted it on YouTube later. It's like, whatever, I wasn't doing anything bad. I could, I really, I honestly don't care about that part. But you know what? Are we alone? Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, if you're going to call me out, I'm going to fuck you up. 
Sorry, that's just me. <laughs> you know, they forget that there's real people on the other side of those those letters that they're writing. Yes. We're real community members, and they don't know what we right. do behind the scenes. And it's really unfortunate exactly. that they, they want to pick on us because right. they want their babysitters back. Right. Well, you got your kids at home. No more Friday. No more Yes, my dog. Uh oh. Or Just FYI, you guys have the meeting. Oh, we have the meeting open to the public right now. Uh uh. That's what Lori just said. Lori was correct. Holy shit. Yeah. So uh, they've all they've all resigned. Um, Yeah, they have. Yeah. But every every premise here is insane. Uh, Even just taking what they're saying. Well, the parents don't know what we know, so they should leave us alone. Well, why don't the parents know what you know? Because you work for the parents after all. What are you keeping a secret from them? That'd be nice to know. You might have an obligation to do that. Oh, those parents just want babysitters. Well, who made the school district a bunch of babysitters? Was it you guys? Did you do that? This is so terrible. Also, who extracts money from the parents for said babysitting services? You guys, the school district. We might have a debate about whether a school is a school or a uh, daycare, but to the extent you guys are taking public money to educate the children of the community, yeah, parents do actually have uh, parents do have a concern with that. That you do owe them something. Yeah, they do have an entitlement from you. Several of these board members apologize. They uh, they're all gone after a petition demanding their resignations gained nearly seven thousand signatures, and the parents are now demanding that their kids return to the classroom. I didn't have time to look at the backstory in detail here, so I'm not sure what the exact circumstances are. But I gather, or at least the implication is that the the kids are still not in school for in person learning at least full time, and they're doing online school, and the parents want their kids back in the classroom. Is the idea here? Well, everyone's gonna have to homeschool, I guess. But yeah. if you both have to work, I don't even know how you could possibly swing that. Uh, I wonder if that fight's still going to happen. She, bitch, if you want to talk shit, I'll fuck you up or whatever she said. If, if you were that parent, be like, all right, deal. Meet me, meet me in so the So many playground. layers to this story. Incompetent yeah. minorities not knowing how to internet. Although I think it was just an incompetent <laughs> white woman. That, that's, a Joe, that's a Joe perspective. That's, that's Joe's opinion. We'll get yep. to that in a little bit. Maybe Joe has a point. okay let's move on to um what the hell happened with streamlabs because uh i want to start with this before we get to the real news joe biden ted cruz all that stuff because uh it's it's personal to the show but because it's part of this long list uh of entries of deplatformings as well and it's certainly the most major deplatforming this show has ever experienced but it's not just a deplatforming of blonde and of me. It is a deplatforming of you, the audience, as well the as audience. a case of theft. So just in case you aren't aware of what Streamlabs is, Streamlabs is a a broad live streaming service that offers all sorts of tools for streaming. So they do graphics, they do tip notifications, they do multi-streaming. If you want to send your, send your stream to Facebook and YouTube and, and Periscope and everywhere else. But for a couple of years now, we've been using Streamlabs just for its super chat services. So if you don't like YouTube, 
then you don't like Susan taking 30% of uh, that of that super chat money. You can chat on Streamlabs instead. And the money goes, as far as I understand, entirely to the streamer you're supporting outside of the processing fees of the payment processor itself, which is not Streamlabs. We'll get to that later. But anyway, it was a good alternative if you want to be sure that more of the money is going to the streamer and Susan isn't going to censor your chats. That's why we've yeah. been using Streamlabs. And if you turn, uh, tuned in last Sunday, you heard me mention that my Streamlabs donation page had oddly disappeared. You can see it here. We're, we were unable to find this broadcaster. That's what my page, my old page looks like now. And I learned of this last Sunday when a listener emailed me and said, hey, what's up with the Streamlabs page? It looks like it disappeared. And I, I've had a good relationship with Streamlabs in the past. Anytime I've had issues, I've emailed them. They've been responsive and they've helped me fix problems. And my other thinking was, well, if you get banned, see, I can still log into my account behind the scenes. You just can't go to my tip page. Right. So I thought, okay, they didn't delete my account per se. It must be some clerical thing. Yeah. It's like they probably move stuff around. They switched up their website. There's some error here. I'll, I'll message Streamlabs. They'll probably get it fixed. And then I noticed, um, oh, I noticed they said they had a big volume of messages. Oh, we won't be able to respond to your message for potentially a few days. And last Sunday I'm thinking, well, uh, yeah, I got the stream tonight. I'd like not to have that offline for the stream tonight. And I noticed they have prime services. One of their things is one of the things they offer for prime subscribers. You pay them 150 bucks a year for a bunch of added features and services. And one of the features is immediate support by chat. So I thought, well, you know, Streamlabs has been pretty good to me. I'll just throw in the money. I'll chat with someone and maybe that some of their other tools I'll have use for. I don't mind supporting them because they've they've helped us out and they've been a good platform for us. So, OK, I'll sign up for Prime and I get on. I get onto their chat last Sunday and I, I'm talking to one of their support agents. I say, it's really weird that my donation page just disappeared. Can you help? Can you look into that for me? Yeah. And she asked me to provide her with some more information. And I did. And she said, I can't figure out what the problem is, but I'll have our tech team look at it and we'll get it squared up for you. And I asked her at the time, I said, well, you know, I stream on Sunday nights. This is last Sunday afternoon. Uh, and I'd like to have this fixed by the time I go live. What's the timetable here? And she says, well, we're not going to be able to fix it today, but they'll be back with you soon. So I thought, oh, well, OK. And I went and made a backup Streamlabs account. That's what we used last Sunday. But I, when we streamed last Sunday, I still was thinking, OK, like they're having some weird technical thing. It's not a big deal. We'll We'll get it sorted out. Fast fast forward to Thursday. Nothing happens until Thursday. And then I get this email. So we're at multiple days of, of them saying nothing. I get this email that says, Hey, we deleted your donation page due to a quote unquote terms of service violation. Now you'll note that's all it says. There's no mention of how there's no mention of what we did. There's no mention of what a chat might've said that caused yeah. this. It's just a link to a terms of service to that, to their terms of service as though I'm supposed to go look at their legalese a mile long and go, Oh, that's what I violated. And how could we know? I mean, so much stuff has come through the chat there. Yes. And I've said all the things. Well, we'll get to no matter who said what Streamlabs doesn't have a good explanation here because we technically don't say anything on Streamlabs. You you and me. That's true. Okay. So so I respond to this email asking um, asking two questions. One, how did I violate the terms like Literally, all I do is accept other people's messages and donations on Streamlabs. So how the hell did I violate the terms? I don't say anything on Streamlabs. So could you please tell me how I violated the terms? And then I said, okay, 
Also, I just signed up for Prime to try to get more help from you guys. I'm a Prime subscriber. I just paid you 150 bucks for a year of services. Do I get a refund on the 150 bucks since you're now telling me you're denying services? Denied. Then I get this email later in the day. Um, unfortunately, we are unable to provide you with a refund on your account subscription. We apologize for the inconvenience. We have canceled your subscription. You will not be charged again at renewal. Your account subscription expires February 13th, 2022. Oh, great. Thank you. So I get a year of services that you're denying and you get to pocket the cash. You can't use, yeah. I told Marie at Streamlabs, read back what you just wrote. You wrote, we will not refund you for the year of services you will not receive, but we apologize for the inconvenience. Oh. Just give the money back, bitch. Give it back. Yeah. So I responded and and asked them to read that carefully and ask if that makes any sense to any honest or reasonable person. And what'd she say? Nothing. (laughs) Absolutely ghosted. So that's where we stand right now. That account is banned off of Streamlabs. It's not coming back. Streamlabs is ignoring me on Twitter. I've asked them. I've tried to give them an opportunity to explain several times. They have not done it. They'll reply to everybody on Twitter but me. And I just just some points of emphasis here that I, I want people to understand. Uh, this is fraud. This is theft. What's going on here? Streamlabs took the, the, the show's money to provide a service. They're withholding the service. And keeping the money. That is fraud. That is theft. It's plain and simple. It's not just censorship at that point. There's there's an entire fraud and theft component to this. Uh, it As I mentioned earlier, it can't be for anything that Blonde or I said on Streamlabs. Because we don't talk on Streamlabs. This show isn't broadcast on Streamlabs. We don't type anything on Streamlabs. Streamlabs is just a, for us, for our purposes, is a mechanism for the audience to communicate with us. So what that means is either Streamlabs is punishing you and me, Blonde and me, for things that we've said off their platform, or they are punishing us because of something someone said in the chat. Either of those is a ridiculous explanation for banning us outright. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, and and if that if that if the latter is what happened. Just consider what that means. You're punishing a show or a channel for something the audience said. Imagine that someone posts a spicy comment on a YouTube video. Right. And the YouTube video gets banned by Susan because that's a community service uh, or community terms of service violation. Doesn't make any sense. Here's another layer. Another layer uh, added into this. Consistent lack of notification. So how did I find out that they banned my account? I found out because a listener emailed me. Not because Streamlabs emailed me. And then I start talking about this on Twitter. Guess who else it happened to? Frank over at Quite Frankly, in the exact same way. So and they didn't notify him either. Did not notify him. And uh, Sargon talked about it on the Lotus Eaters podcast, unaware at the time that his account was also banned. So he did a stream yesterday oh, on his yeah. Sargon account. And he's like, oh, looks like my Streamlabs account is also banned. So what does that tell? First of all, it's just bad form a private company they can associate with whoever they want or not i get it it's just kind of good practice to say we're not going to associate with you anymore and just let us know right but what else does this tell us there is a coordinated attack it sargon frank us we did not all violate the terms at the exact same time there is an organized effort there is a rat at Streamlabs, <laughs> who has decided I'm going to delete the accounts I don't like. Yeah. 
And there might be more. If you guys learn about more people that have had this treatment from Streamlabs, let me know because it's clearly not just us. Um, as I mentioned, this the, you know, Streamlabs has has stolen here. It's like uh, it's like if Netflix decided they don't like you, and so they kept your money but deleted your ability to actually access movies or TV shows. That's you can't do. This that. is outrageous. It's fraud or theft. It's you not have just to the give free people a, a reason to. You would think that's just good customer service at that point. And then the, the, here's the other thing. I last thing I want to say about this, just very ironic that a supposed alternative safe spot for free speech or to be fair to Streamlabs, I'm not even sure that they advertise themselves that way. But of course, we set it up and a lot of people did as a backup to Super Chat. They're more censorship happy than YouTube now. Yeah. Susan has never done anything like this to us. And I, I and I just want the audience to be aware too. this it, it's it's censorship of you. This was a communication tool for the audience to come and talk to us. And Streamlabs has said, no, we don't like no. you, the audience. You will not be able to talk to them through this through this uh, particular service. And it's not that much money. It's like, just just give it back. I honestly I would have I would not be happy and I would still rip them, but I would have way less beef if they didn't steal. And of course, yeah. it's not an amount of money that's going to destroy the show or something like that. But if someone steals 150 bucks out of your wallet, yeah, give me that shit back. Right. <laughs> that's a that's a principal thing. You know, uh, OK, so what's next? Um, the first thing I'm going to do is call my bank Monday morning tomorrow and report Streamlabs for fraud to them and say this is a fraudulent yeah, charge. Definitely. I need a charge back on this. And you should keep your eye on these people because they take your money and then withhold the services they promise to provide. Um, and I've given Streamlabs several days to respond to inquiry about the theft and they they have not. So I may decide to take additional action. I, I don't know what's available to me, given their terms. I think you should. Uh, this is absurd. It's a principal you, you thing. You just for ordered me. this last week, though. Yeah. I, I don't give a shit about their stupid services anymore. It's just a principal thing. You can't treat customers this way. You can't deceive and steal this way. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. If, if you're a um, if you're a legal professional in the audience or you'd like to offer advice or services, feel free to, to send me some ideas. I, I don't have anything necessarily in mind. I'm just saying these people treat all of us like garbage to not only a, a an ethically questionable extent, but probably a legally suspect one. So on principle, I, I want to consider my options against these people. Now, for all, for now, I do still have the backup Streamlabs account up and it's working uh, just fine. I've not yet deleted it. And uh, obviously, I'm going to encourage the audience to submit Super Chats elsewhere when you decide to do so. I've set up uh, a tippy stream which um, is functionally the same thing. I'm new to tippy stream, but it's the same idea. It is just a place where you can send a tip and leave a message. That's it. But the reason I have not deleted Streamlabs, the Streamlabs backup just yet is for a few uh, reasons. On Super Chats, Streamlabs is just a facilitator. So they're actually not a payment processor. They just allow you to work through PayPal or others. So Streamlabs is actually making money off your Super Chat there. In some ways, that is still better than YouTube, as odd as that is, even their behavior here. Paying 30% to Susan is a, that's a big it's deal. It's a bitch, yeah. Um, but also because the Streamlabs move is just as much of a middle finger to the audience as it is to us. And I want to know what the audience thinks because you guys are involved with this directly. So if if you're a Streamlabs user and despite this, you absolutely love it and you want us to keep to uh, keep on using it, Send me an email and let me know. Um, if there is no audience interest in using Streamlabs, 
I will happily move on. I'm not hanging on for my own interest. It's just, I want... Is it super easy to use or something? I'm, I'm not even familiar with Streamlabs. All it was, the only service we used from them was a page that had, uh, you know, support Matt Christensen's stream. Here's a box where you enter your name. Here's a box where you enter the message. Here's a box where you fill out information <sighs> about your financial stuff. That's it. That's all it was. Well, we do have a P.O. box, so. I know for now until the federal government bans us. That's just a matter of time. But that is the state of Streamlabs. And uh, if I learn more, I will, of course, update you guys. But that's where we stand. I mean, just completely outrageous. It's uh, yeah. I was just sending you stuff on Skype as this was coming in on Thursday. I uh, it pissed me off. I don't think I've ever called you before. Yeah, it was so bad that Blonde (laughs) called me, you guys. I was like, what? (laughs) Did you call me on my actual phone or did you call me on Skype? I answered it on my phone because I was out. I called you on your actual phone. Yeah, this wasn't an this was a real life phone number dial. That's how much of a that's how much this pissed us off. That never happens. All right. I don't think that has ever happened before. Truly. Yeah, it hardly hardly ever, if ever. So it's outrageous to the audience. That's why I'm so mad. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for um, for sticking with us through that. And of course, we want to make as many tools accessible to you as we possibly can. So that's the goal going forward. And let us know your thoughts on Streamlabs. And like I said, if uh, if anybody has thoughts about how to handle this tactically or strategically, I'm all ears because uh, these people think they can run us over. Uh, no, I will not submit to that. Right. Anyway, any other Streamlabs thoughts before we move on to uh, to uh, to Joe's rough town hall? Nope, there must be an alternative. So, hmm. well, we'll see. And that—that's my other question. The only other thing I'll say is, yes, yeah, Streamlabs behaved badly. But what does Streamlabs do? They ru- they mostly route you through PayPal. Yeah. What does Tippy Stream do? They mostly they route you through PayPal. Route you through PayPal. And yeah. that's why I thought, well, I'm not going to be totally reactionary and just delete it right now. Because what am I doing? I'm just giving people another box to type in to process through PayPal. Yeah. All right, that's a problem in and of itself. Um, oh, and I will say too, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't disclose anything. But tomorrow, I am also talking to some people who are working on new streaming services, who might have some interesting tools that are available to us. So I might learn more information on that tomorrow as well. Anyway, okay, that's like a half hour of uh, of <laughs> inter-show drama. So moving on to the actual news. Uh, Joe Biden went to Milwaukee, Wisconsin this week for a CNN town hall that was supposed to be, or at least was advertised about his, uh, $1.9 trillion stimulus proposal where you get your 1400 Corona box and everyone gets $15 minimum wage and all that stuff full of goodies. But the event went haywire because of what Joe said on a bunch of other topics. So Biden was asked about China. And he said that the uh, the Chinese internment of the Uyghur Muslims, Ugh. among other crimes that the Chinese government has committed, that's that's really a difference of cultural norms and what those cultures expect for their leaders. You know, Chinese leaders, if you know anything about Chinese history, it has always been the time when China has been victimized by the outer world is when they haven't been unified at home. The central principle of Xi Jinping is that there must be a united, tightly controlled China. I point out to him, no American president can be sustained as a president if he doesn't reflect the values of the United States. And so the idea, I'm not going to speak out against what he's doing in Hong Kong, what he's doing with the Uyghurs in Western 
mountains of, of uh, China and Taiwan trying to end the one China policy by making it forceful. I, I said, and by the way, he said he, he gets it. Culturally, there are different norms at each country and they, their leaders are expected to follow. Oh, <laughs> you know, uh, concentration camps and communism and just uh, cultural norms. Yeah. What can you do? I mean, even if that was true, you say, well, fuck that country. We're never working with them. I, guess. I know. Exactly. <laughs> and nobody would ever buy the excuse uh, for America. I, if we were actually a racist country, which we're not, we yeah. could just be like, oh, cultural norms. I did a whole video on how the Chinese are so racist, incredibly racist. Yeah, weren't black people not allowed in Chinese McDonald's or something like that? I remember that. There are only like 60,000 black people in China. Wow. And they almost all live, or 100,000, something like that. And most of them live in Guadong. And they live like like second-class citizens. Hmm. Like if, you, if you're black and you stand in a doorway, like an old Chinese lady will come and shoo you out with the... A broom and stuff like they really think that black people are dirty and they hate Africans yeah. and they treat them like absolute garbage. Um, but nobody's ever going to talk about this. Cultural they? norms. I, what I liked, what I liked about this wasn't just the, the cultural norms line, but what's, what's Joe Biden talking about? Well, in China, they value unity above everything else. And so they, um, they impose unity through force. That's essentially what he's saying. And I thought, well, I mean, that sounds like something you kind of admire. I'm not accusing (laughs) him of running concentration camps or anything like that. But Joe Biden keeps saying unity is the highest value for its own sake. And of course, if that's true, you can look you can look past all um, you can look past tons of immoral, unethical ways of achieving unity, which is exactly what he's saying Xi Jinping is doing. He loves unity, so he just beats it into people. Well, if you love there's some good things about China. Let's, Let's go on. Uh, do you really want me to? What it was, well, uh, you've admired Islamic culture recently. So uh, like as far as team Uyghur versus team China. I feel for the Uyghurs. Okay. I do. Right. Um, but the Chinese understand world domination through homogeneity. They do. That's right up Blonde's alley. No doubt. Also, morally unscrupulous wait is this the good column <laughs> yeah, I, I, you tell me you tell me okay there are some there are some logistical benefits to being morally unscrupulous mm. there we go well if you're into the like evil world domination shit yeah i guess i mean that is the chinese isn't it uh yeah also, but that's i like also- their social credit system i like it what Okay, I thought that that one was out. too far. Hear me out. Come no, on. no, no, no. There are things about it that I do like. Okay, okay. It, we have a social credit system in this country. We do. However, uh, informally, are you talking just about like cancel culture and stuff like that, or what are you talking? Yeah, about? Yeah, totally. But it's okay. all under the table and shit. Yeah, yeah. At least they're all out there. Like you get three points for helping an old lady across the street. I'm I'm over here like banned from Twitter for three years now for saying a nothing comment and stuff. It's like cancel culture is so under the radar. I hate it. It's like Uh, when you get beheaded in China, they have a nice clean, sharp blade. When you get beheaded in the United States, it's rusty and blunt and it doesn't really cut all the way through. It's been in somebody's shed for a decade. It it makes sense. You really want a nice, efficient process while they're abusing your rights. Exactly. I'm glad you understand. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength here. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So I, I, I admittedly, I don't know a ton about the Uyghur Muslim concentration camp stuff. I've heard, you know, I've, I've heard what's it's being not reported. Yeah. Uh, this BBC report that just came out uh, last week. These are 
allegations, mind you, but these are former inmates at uh, these uh, these camps. And they don't just allege uh, abuse or unkind or harsh living conditions. They are alleging systematic gang rape. You want to talk about cultural norms, systematic gang gang rape being alleged at the Uyghur concentration camps. Um, and, and, and so one of the things that's that's uh, referenced in this story here is that the the guards would torture these women by inserting a cattle prod into their vaginas and anuses, repeatedly oh shocking God. them. One former inmate describes how some of the mistreated women lost their minds. Others simply disappeared and never returned. None of these um, or not, not only are these uh, these rapes alleged, but it is also alleged that the women were forced to watch them to understand what disobedience gets. So if one <gasps> woman resists, she is according to the according to the claims here, she is then gang raped in front of a live audience. And if the live audience looks away or doesn't pay enough attention, they themselves are disciplined in a similar manner. This is the sort of horrific stuff that we're talking about beyond just rounding people up because of their beliefs or because of their ethnicity or whatever. We are talking about horrendous abuses within these camps. Of course, the Chinese government denies it. They say these are merely vocational centers. They're just learning how to they they, they unironically call them reeducation camps, basically that that and Joe Biden is correct. We value unity so much that we're going to bludgeon the correct worldviews and the correct perspectives and the correct behaviors into your head through force is the accusation. But yeah, to Joe's point, if unity is the highest value, then what the hell's wrong with uh, achieving it this way? If unit, if it's unity above everything, then uh, get your unity on. That's what China's doing. Joe Biden also, uh, he got into a little, I wouldn't say trouble. He didn't get a lot of pushback on this, but I thought this clip was hilarious. He was asked about police reforms and racist police. And he stepped right into the, the ultimate progressive no-no, which is he he referenced black on black crime for like half a second. And he's like, just kidding, just kidding. I mean, the cops are really racist. That's all, that's all. The fact is that the concern in the many minority communities is black on black, Hispanic on Hispanic, not just, but here's the deal. There has to be much <laughs> Listen, more Jack. serious, how can I say, much more serious determination as to what the background and the attitudes of the recruit is, where, what their views are. There should be much more psychological testing. Oh. Just that immediate turnaround. Oh, you know, the black community is also really worried about black on black crime. I mean, uh, vet the police for racism aggressively. That's what I mean. Oh, boy. Does the left not realize what they've done here? Imagine imagine on a uh, debate stage or a town hall stage, Trump is asked the same question. He says, well, you know, the black people I talk to because I have tremendous black support and of those tremendous supporters, they tell me black on black crime is a major issue. Could you imagine the headlines? Oh, my God. It would never end. We're going to have so many accidental moments of truth from him. Maybe this is the best thing that's ever happened to our yeah, country. Based Joe is quickly becoming a thing. <laughs> Accidentally based Joe. Well, what are they doing trying to enact their evil plan by putting in the world's oldest man? He's bound the to presidency. slip. But that's why I give him till July. He's he's out by July. That's been my prediction the whole time. He's just going to keep on living, though. Allegedly. You think this <laughs> yeah. puppet man is uh, actually biologically alive? Then this was this was the best part that you referenced. So he 
as, as far as racial controversy, that one was pretty benign. This one, he was asked about vaccine distribution. And Joe said that minorities have a tougher time uh, getting the appointments for vaccination because many of them have trouble using the Internet to make oh, those appointments. The other part portion is a lot of people don't know how to register. Not everybody in the community, in the Hispanic and the African-American community, particularly in uh, uh, rural areas that are distant and or inner city districts know how to use know how to get online to determine how to no. get like this for that covid vaccination at the at the walgreens right <laughs> at the walgreens oh god okay and then this that that segment created the opportunity for one of the best tiktok videos i have ever seen i'm not even going to describe it because i think that describing it will probably get this show banned i'm just going to play it this is credit to user at rain underscore verse a lot of people don't know how to register. Not everybody in the community, the Hispanic and the African-American community, particularly in uh, uh, rural areas that are distant and or inner city districts, know how to use, know how to get online to determine how to get in line for that <laughs> COVID vaccine. I don't know if he got his appointment or not. I don't know if he eventually got there. Somebody in the live chat just goes based question mark. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so everyone was uh, dying at that TikTok video on Twitter or over the internet. A lot of people <laughs> sent it to me too. So I'm not a big TikTok guy, but can't say I've seen them all. But that is one of uh, that's one of the premier TikTok videos I've ever seen. Uh, mo- more importantly than all of that, because a lot of that is just uh, you know Joe Biden talking old man gibberish. What does actually impact our day-to-day lives is Joe Biden's views about when life can go back to normal from a coronavirus perspective. Yeah. And he was asked by Anderson Cooper, hey, when is this corona crap going to go away? When are things going to be normal? And Joe said next year at this time, maybe fewer people will have to wear masks or socially distance. When do you think this pandemic is... I mean, when are we Beginning when's it going to be done? When are we going to get back to normal? As my mother would say, with the grace of God and the goodwill of the neighbors, that by next Christmas, I think we'll be in a very different circumstance, God willing, than we are today. I think a year from now, when it's 22 below zero here, um, no, a year from now, I think that there'll be significantly fewer people having to be socially distanced, have to wear a mask, etc. But we don't know. But we don't know. Okay. Uh, well, that is, uh, that's fair. Uh, maybe things will get better by, by Christmas. Maybe things will be better by February 2022. Um, you know, it, 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 what are we waiting for here? It's like, if you think that these people are ever going to have any interest in getting you back to normal, it's never going to happen, but it, he says a very different circumstance than we uh, than we are today. Has he looked at where we are today? Yeah. Cases dropping like a rock, deaths dropping like a rock, vaccines rolling out for those who want them. It's like what the hell are you possibly waiting for? These people don't want normal. If you want normal, start living normally. Yeah. Joe Biden doesn't give you a normal life. You are entitled to a normal life by your rights as a human being. And Fauci, 
Fauci is on team Biden as far as this goes, which is very interesting because there was some research that looked into what Fauci was saying about the Ebola pandemic or, or epidemic or however it was defined back five or six years ago. We'll get to that in a moment. But Fauci fully agrees on this timeline for getting back to normal of Christmas or into next year. And not only that, but he was asked this morning on CNN um, about if if elderly people who have who are fully vaccinated can start interacting with their relatives again. And he wouldn't even commit to an answer on that. He says, I myself have not seen my family for this entire year, which so ridiculous. I don't believe. But here's uh, here's what Fauci had to say on these topics. And then it also depends on what you mean by normal. You say, no, 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 wait a minute. I really want to know when it's going to get to as close to normal that you almost don't know the difference between what it was before. Maybe you're going to still have to wear masks. That likely will be, as the president said, by the end of the year, by Christmas. But, but Andrea, these are all estimates, and so many things can happen to modify that. My parents have already gotten their second dose. They're fully vaccinated. Does that mean it's okay for them to spend time with their grandchildren who obviously have not been vaccinated? There will be recommendations coming out. I don't want to be making a recommendation now on public TV. We want to sit down with the team, take a look at that. You're fully vaccinated. Are you seeing your family? Uh, Right now, not yet. Not yet. I mean, I would look forward to it within a reasonable period of time as the rest of my family gets vaccinated. What the hell is the point of the vaccine? If you're telling me you get the vaccine and you still can't go back to normal life. Yeah. What the fuck have we been waiting for? Yeah. What is the point of any of this? They have to understand how self-defeating that is. If you're a person who's been kind of on the fence about this, and you're like, well, maybe I should get the vaccine because at least then I could not wear masks or, you know, I could see my friends again or whatever. I could. Wouldn't you be like, why bother? Yeah, exactly. Why I ever bother? You yeah. would never. It's like the vaccine achieves nothing for you. So why would you get it? Just dumb. But this is what's interesting, too. I mentioned there'd been some uh, research into what doc, uh, Dr. Fauci has been saying historically. And it, I, I mean, I've, I've been cynical about Dr. Fauci for some time, but this makes me even more so. This is some of the stuff that he was saying during the Ebola outbreak of 2014. Now, if you remember at the time, there were traveling nurses and others who were placed into quarantine, New York and New Jersey, tried to do some forced quarantine stuff, not on the scale that we've done it for coronavirus, of course, but there were some parallels. And back then, Dr. Fauci was arguing against fear-mongering about mm-hmm. asymptomatic people, against forced quarantines of asymptomatic people, because in his words, they're draconian and they cause unintended consequences. And he said that as a scientist, these lockdowns or forced quarantine, whatever you want to call them. They have no scientific or medical basis. This is a spry young Dr. Fauci five or six years ago, arguing against present day Dr. Fauci. The primary goal is to protect the American people, but there are ways to do that that may not necessarily have to go that far at all. The idea that we're being a little bit draconian, there are other ways to protect. There's monitoring, there's direct monitoring, there's active monitoring. We don't necessarily need to do that. The science tells us that people who are not sick, if you do not come into contact with body fluid, if someone comes back from wherever, Liberia, and they're well, they are no danger to anyone. One, we need to protect the American public. But two, we need to make the decisions based on scientific data. And we know that people who are without symptoms 
are not a threat to transmitting it. You appreciate the fears of the American people, but you don't want to have a policy that would have negative unintended so, consequences. So how did, what's your reaction to this mandatory quarantine then in New York and New Jersey? Well, as a scientist and as a health person, if I were asked, I would not have recommended that. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. Who's paying him? Who's giving him a little tug under the table? You, you know have I mean? to wonder. Uh, to be as fair as possible, obviously, they're talking about two different viruses. That's true. Ebola is way more fatal. That's that's what's crazy. OK, so we're talking about coronavirus, which at its worst is like a 0.5 percent mortality rate. Yeah. Maybe worse in some very elderly demographics, but just general population. Ebola's mortality rate, I was looking it up earlier. Isn't it like 90% or something ridiculous? Up to, like 25 to 90%, very broad range. So why would you advocate lockdown for coronavirus, not for Ebola? Your answer might be, well, because they transmit differently. He says, oh, well, you know, he says uh, Ebola transmits through uh, directly through bodily fluids. That's what Fauci said. Fair enough. They probably they, it does appear they do have different transmission mechanisms. But if you believe that coronavirus is spreading through asymptomatic carriers, at least on a mass scale, I'm going still to need to see evidence of that. We uh, we discussed this prior on the show uh, when it came out, but there was a study of hundreds of asymptomatic carriers in China as part of a study on 10 million people overall that found no infection among close contacts of asymptomatic carriers. They've attempted to fact check this and bury it off the internet and qualify it in every which way. But the fact of the matter is they looked at 1,174 close contacts of asymptomatic cases, not just close contacts. They were looking at people living in the same home. So it's not even a guy that you brushed by at the restaurant or that you saw in the checkout lane at the grocery store. They're looking at people you live with, your roommate, your spouse, If that's not if you're not transmitting asymptomatically in those situations, it's not happening on a mass scale. And then recall last summer, WHO doctor briefly let the cat out of the bag and said, hey, hey asymptomatic transmission, not really a thing. Very rare. They walked that one back real fast. And then, or they just uh, never mentioned it again. I don't even think they walked it back. The, well, the cultural differences got a hold of that doctor <laughs> very quickly. Uh, she disappeared into uh, she's probably watching the show at one of those camps right now is what's happening with that doctor. So I'm not saying never. I'm not saying there's no such thing that's ever happened as asymptomatic spread. I'm just saying that if that's your if that's the supported if that's the purported reason for saying Dr. Fauci would advocate lockdowns in the coronavirus context, but not in the Ebola context. I need to see a little bit a little bit more um, evidence to support that. Otherwise, I come to the conclusion that you mentioned at the top. It's it's cynical. But if I want to be cynical about anybody, it's Dr. Fauci. It's politics in play, plain and simple. Something has changed with this guy in terms of his political interest in advocating that you be locked in your home and your job get deleted and your social life destroyed. Somehow he's gone from warning that that is a hugely consequential unintended effect, something we should avoid at all costs, to saying, yeah, that's obviously something you would, that's a price you would pay to avoid the horror that is a 0.5% mortality rate from coronavirus. Uh, yeah, I think that he probably is getting paid off, but also people, he's a leftist. He's an ingrained leftist. He sees that this is a way to control the population. Um, and he, you know, they're all on the same team here. That and synthetic beef, which we'll get to in a little bit. <laughs> Just a couple pieces of Corona nonsense before we take a break. Cause we are due. Uh, thank you for patience guys. But, um, this was a hilarious scene for a long time. We've been joking. 
we've been joking that uh, Dr. Fauci is, is going to tell you to hang yourself to slow the spread or he's going to tell you put a plastic bag and secure it tightly over your head to yeah. slow the spread. Well, they're actually doing that. Or at least some people are in uh, Melbourne, correct pronunciation, Melbourne, Australia this week. Uh, or at least I, I, it's, it's unclear. Coronavirus patients may have voluntarily done this themselves, but there's a, ho- a hotel in Melbourne for Corona positive international travelers to quarantine. So these are people who, who do have a positive test on coronavirus. There was some kind of sprinkler malfunction at this hotel causing significant water damage. So these coronavirus uh, positive people had to be moved to another hotel. Why am I laughing? This is not funny. Because the scene we're going to see next is bizarre. So they had these corona positive people walk out with garbage bags over their faces to get transported by bus one by one with a fully PPE driver. And what I mean by that is one person per bus, not loaded onto the bus one by one, a bus for each person with a, some of them with a garbage bag over their but faces. But they all have... Welcome back to the show and that breaking news on the evacuation of COVID-positive patients from Melbourne's hot quarantine hotel. And just to reiterate, this is COVID-positive patients being moved with garbage bags over their head. Yeah, that's right. I've already seen one resident from this hot hotel, the Holiday Inn in Flinders, leave. Now, what they're doing is they're taking the bags out first. Uh, Then this resident left uh, with a garbage bag over their head. Only saw them fleetingly for a couple of seconds or so. They went onto the sky bus by themselves. And then that bus was driven away with a driver in full PPE. Destination, the Pullman Hotel, which will be uh, their new health hotel. It appears at this stage they're doing it one by one. The reason for this most likely is because this is a hot hotel, as I mentioned. So all international travellers that are either COVID positive or symptomatic are taken here. This is going to take hours because there's 31 residents to get through. Are these people serious? Why wouldn't they just wear a mask? Yeah, I don't know. I, I hope those buses were running on green energy, green energy, too. That seems very wasteful from a carbon footprint perspective. This um, is so ridiculous. But yeah, so so the, the premier, Victoria, the Victoria premier, Daniel Andrews, says this scene is not what it appears. He says the garbage bags were not to stop the spread or because the government didn't have enough PPE. He says that they were, uh, the wearing of the garbage bags was because the individuals had chosen to wear them to protect their identities. But to your point, doesn't a mask basically protect your identity? Wear a mask and sunglasses and you can commit any crime you want to. Yeah. I know because of the hoax. Hey, the, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten away with all of them <laughs> in the them broader all. Spokane Coeur d'Alene area. Don't yeah. investigate me. Yeah. Um, so I don't understand that. Why is the garbage bag the chosen tool to hide your identity? And to the honor, uh, to, to make it even odder, it's th- they show one person in that video clip, but it's not the first. This actually happened just last week. Travel- travelers were evacuating another quarantine hotel in, uh, it was near the Melbourne airport. They were also wearing trash bags over their faces. So what the hell's going on here? What? I don't know. Suffocate yourself to slow the spread. That's the obvious conclusion. Lastly, when you stir up this much fear about it and you make everyone so thirsty for the vaccine, but if you're in a demographic that doesn't have the vaccine immediately available, you got to get creative. Two women aged 35 and 44 in Orange County, Florida, are alleged to have, quote, dressed up as grannies attempting to get the vaccine. 
This according to County Health Administrator Dr. Raul Pino. Now, I I listened to his press conference of Raul Pino. Oh, oh, no, of the women. Yeah. Unfortunately, not. So I listened to this press conference here. I'll play a little bit. You can see him. And I when I was listening to him describe this, I thought I, I, I knew I recognized that guy. Where had I seen him before? This is the guy in that Florida case where somebody died in a motorcycle accident and was counted and tested positive for coronavirus. And, they and he said, it as corona. yeah, he said, uh, well, we don't know. It could have been the coronavirus that caused him to crash. So that's why we counted as coronavirus. That was this guy. Why wouldn't you go with the angle as like he, he might have survived his injuries if not for the coronavirus? That makes way more sense. That's at least somewhat plausible. But the, the, his story was. Guy's just, you know, riding down the freeway on his motorcycle and has a corona attack, coughs up a lung and, you know, gets into a head on with a tree or something. Retarded. I don't even know what happened. Yeah, if you're going to lie, think of better lies, Dr. Raul Pino. But that's what makes me a little suspect of this story. We don't have pictures. We don't have video. We just have Dr. Raul Pino's story. And of course, I've in the past, I've found him a little bit suspect in his trustworthiness. But here here's another piece of information that he alleges that would make it maybe a little more credible. He says, and it must've been pretty involved for these women. If this is true, the women presented valid centers for disease control and prevention cards indicating they had already received their first vaccine doses. Did they steal? Did they steal someone's cards or did they dress up as grannies and get a first dose already? I, I assume that they've done this before and that it worked. He didn't clarify. He says that the women were 34 and 44, but there's no identification given beyond that. Hmm. So I don't know. Take, take it with a grain of salt. Decide if you believe it or not. We are due for a break. If you're ready. Sure. Let me reload this page, which means I'll be ready in five minutes. Yeah. I'm going to, we do have a little bit of uh, activity over on D line. We'll open up the treasure chest for you guys. To D-Live distribute that currency that DLive won't allow you to distribute because that's the other censorship happy platform right now is DLive. All right. Um, are you done? Yeah. Holden Mulray, uh, the people in Hebrews chapter 11 make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. They desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Okay, good. I got hmm. a little nervous there. Fair enough. Uh, Colin Dilworth. Blonde, your interview with Dave Riley has been a huge inspiration to me. Thank you for your amazing work. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was a really good interview. Um, I'm friends with Dave, and I did not know that that was his whole story. Hmm. He's told me before. He's like, yeah, I used to do a bunch of heroin. I'm like, huh, you? But he tells his whole journey to sobriety on my channel. It was a fantastic interview. It's also on the audio platforms. Um, Long Dong John says, Matt and I once made love, even though I forgot the loop. The lube and went in anyway. Matt still no, Matt still didn't get screwed as badly as he did by Streamlabs. Great, Matt. Story. Can you credit your card? Can you credit? Can you get your credit card company to reverse the Streamlabs subscription charge? I think so. I'm going to talk to the bank tomorrow morning. That's the first thing is just to get the money back. But the principle goes beyond it uh, to me. It's not. It's not just getting the money back and having things be fair and square. It's the fact that they gave me the finger when I asked them to do the honest thing, you know? Yeah. I didn't just say Dave Cullen again, did I? 
I don't think so. Did you? Dave I Cullen is not a former heroin addict. I did that when I introduced <laughs> no, Dave I, Riley. When I when I was posting it, I listened. I was listening to the start of it. And I thought that was a hilarious because the rest of this the, really the stream is so sincere and personal. But it starts on yeah. this kind of this funny gaffe I, that that kind of made it. Really bad. It and he's trying it, to stop me too, and I'm like, la 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 da da da. I didn't when I first it. heard it. I thought you were like referencing your your Dave Cullen interview from a few weeks ago or something. No, yeah. I just had Dave Cullen on the mind. I don't know. Hmm. Dave, the name Dave. Too many Daves. Too many Daves. Um, Grumbledore. Seattle update. A judge approved a lawsuit from the freeway gymnast suing the city police for negligence for not blocking the the on ramps well enough. Laughs and oh, is this a, this ah, is about the case of the the, the Somali runs over the yeah. lesbians? It's to right? be fair, I think he was from a neighbor country of Somalia, something I never even heard of. It's like sub Somalia. All right. Oh God. <laughs> it's it's rough out there. Yeah. Cigar bro. Hey Matt, I'm glad you covered the story on Baltimore's ideas. That was an excellent video, by, by oh, the way. Oh, thanks. On paying criminals, I'm not surprised at all as they never seem to think to actually prosecute criminals or try to keep cops on the streets. Love from the BPD. Well, that's um, right. Yeah. Uh, I, if you want to call in and talk about that, um, I'm assuming this is our usual Baltimore PD or our, uh, the, the caller from within the Baltimore PD we've had a few times. Let me know and I'll give you a little bump because I would like to hear your perspective on that. Um, if people didn't see. Yeah, it's never going to happen. But this is. It's not like a you're not worried it's going to happen. At least I'm I hope not. But it's still just kind of a fun mental exercise to realize these people are actually talking about paying murderers not to murder. That's the solution. It's preposterous. Proposed. Yeah. Did you see the footage of the, the activist on the street talking about this going? Listen, I know these guys. I know what they want. They, they want, want money. Money. It's like, yeah. Join the club. That doesn't yeah, mean you get really. to rob people for it. What the hell's wrong with you? Or murder people. It's preposterous. <laughs> yeah. And then his stupid little graffiti art projects like do you actually think that that prevented any murders dipshit and it's just uh, i love the murder free zones all right paying paying murderers to murder is the step they try after murder free zones guys have have some respect okay take the murder over there please i mean it's just insane and the defunding of the police in baltimore get rid of the horses the the horses are racist that'll fix it Uh, come on guys what the i don't know how anybody lives in a city like that anymore and it's just it's just gonna rot for it's all racism, racist police that explains it. They still have, I'm pretty sure, a uh, uh, black police chief, black mayor, uh, black city council, all that stuff. But it's still racism. They just can't get rid of the racism. Yeah. Can you imagine living in any city right now? Maybe. Well, it depends what you define as a city. I, I mean, Montana's bigger cities. Sure. I could live in Idaho's bigger cities. I think Boise's probably still salvageable. No, but like living in L.A. right now. No. Absolutely yeah. not. What a nightmare. Um, I bought PN says everybody knows I like Matt and Blonde better than people. We aren't people. We, <laughs> we're, we're better than you. We're fucking better than you. Isn't that what she said? Anna Kasparian. Yeah. Never forget. Yeah. You are garbage. Yeah. You're garbage. Bravo. Victor says, hi guys. Uh, watching the show for the first time with my 13 year old son, Lewis. Hi, mm. Lewis. I'm sorry, Lewis. Gradu- <laughs> yeah, congratulate him for having his essay submitted in a contest. Oh, the good. subject, America is not living up to its dream because of lockdowns. Right wow. on. Wow. I almost said right on kid, but you're a man now, 13. That sounds um, like an excellent topic and all the best. Good for you. Uh, these are things we should have been thinking about for the last year. I know. And I'm glad that you're thinking about it now because you've got a lot of uh, peers to persuade. 
So why are America's teenagers thinking of this, but America's leaders aren't? Yeah, he's the sad truth is, well, I don't know where he goes to school. He'll probably get an F on it, though. (laughs) Yeah, really. They'll say, nope, ideologically unacceptable F for you, young man. Good Uh, luck. Our face says Sargon posted a video today that included discussing Streamlabs stealing your money. He was complimenting about you about your videos. Uh, You should reach out to him and do an interview. It would make great content. A long time ago, we did an interview with Sargon. It was fall 2019. And of course, I I love Sargon. I think think what the Lotus Eaters are doing is fantastic. I think they're doing great work, and I admire it a lot. And I've long admired Sargon's work, and uh, I'm happy to stream with him anytime. So... Martin, and I agree with you, Martin. He says, no more excuses. Start taking donations in Bitcoin. It's a few minutes to set up. We should do that. We, I have. We, we have Bitcoin wallets and stuff. Or is there like a, is there a we system do? to do soup? I do and you do. I have it on the website. I, you have mine on the website? Oh, that's right. Your Coinbase got uh, deleted. Is it still up there? It's probably linked on my website somewhere. Yeah. Oh, no. Because anything that went to that Coinbase has been seized by Coinbase. <laughs> well, I'm sure it, it's. It, I'm sure there's nothing going there anymore. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure there's not a lot of stuff going there. No, it said in the notice they will continue to take. Because, oh, my God. Well, I'm sorry if you've been donating Bitcoin to Blonde through the website. <laughs> you should not do that. I will, I, I will clean that up if it's on. I'm there. sorry. But I did not know that my Bitcoin. I stripped it from my YouTube page. I didn't know it was on the. On the it, I actually am not even sure. It might not be on the website. Anyway, if you know of a of a crypto super chat service. Because I can't super chat through Bitcoin or other crypto. I would definitely love to get involved in that. I just don't know of a service right now. Uh, let's circle. Let's circle back. Let okay. me actually see if this is up here. Let's see. I, uh, um, I'll have to just circle back with you. DLive oh, just want to thank. So clean. Uh, looks great. What's clean? I never go here. I'm on Matt Christensen Media. Oh. Clean is a, that's a euphemism for simple. It's a very simple website, but it does what it needs to do. No, I'm thinking about some ways to expand it in the coming year. So we'll see. Um, Over on DLive, just want to thank uh, all my heroes. Wear black. Appreciate you. And Chubby Stubby over on Trovo. Thank you for supporting. Oh, is it on there? I'll I'll take it off after we're done. Uh, Let me see. Let me. uh, I don't know what's going on over on Tippy Stream. I hope it even works. It looks like it. Oh, Tippy Stream is working. Cool. I didn't know if it was going to be functional or not. So let's see. Um, Redicus over on Tippy Stream says Texan that had no issues. I live in the Panhandle, and this wasn't even a hard storm for us. Being an irrigator that deals with, uh, oh man, okay, sorry, their system is hard to read, just like Streamlabs. Um, being an irrigator that deals with Austin, this seems just up their alley. They wanted to put our backflow into either garage or a hot box. Well, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that things are going well for you. That's good to hear, uh, and thanks for supporting the show. Let's see. Dan Demand says, hey, guys, congrats on your deplatforming. Remember that they only want to shut you down because they're afraid of the impact you're making. I also just got my first modern rifle, a Wasser 10. Super excited to take it to the range this week. That is awesome. Um, uh, uh, Congratulations on that. I went to um, I always stop into local hardware stores and stuff to see if they got ammo or maybe they got some cool guns that people missed. I went into one near the house the other day and they had uh, three of those. These are. um, what are they? Bulgarian import AKs, AKs, Wasser 10s are AKs. And they, um, they're just sitting on the wall. And, the, and I asked the guy, I was like, how long have those been here? He said, I don't know, like three months. Nobody's buying them. I thought, damn, do I want an import AK? Um, mm. I have a cheap us made AK cause AKs are cool. You should, everyone should just have, one, everyone but, should have one. Yeah. But I don't have like anything of reason of any kind of nice quality. 
But uh, congratulations. I hope the rifle works out for you. Uh, Yukon Don says, I'd like to cover your Streamlabs deficit. Doesn't make it right, but it makes me feel better to be able to say we got your back no matter what. Well, that is extremely kind, man. I don't, I don't even know what to say to that because that's... We love you. You're very special. That is... Uh, he, he, covered our, he covered our Streamlabs uh, bill. This, the money that Streamlabs stole is what he's saying. So that's extremely kind. And we appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much. And we, uh, Jeez. I, I, I pledge to continue fighting on principle against this kind of nonsense. And thank you. Uh, that's why when, when all this happened, Blonde and I were not pissed because we were afraid for our show or afraid no. for our audience. We're going to be fine. Like there's a demand for it. We'll carry on. It, it, yeah. You're pissed because of those issues of principle. You're pissed because you know that people are trying to control you. You're pissed because you know that they disrespect. It's not just us, but it's you guys yeah, who have worked audience. through their platform. It's just a giant middle finger for everybody involved. And so I, that's, we're not angry because we're afraid we're, we're angry because of the disrespect for you guys and us. And so thank you for, for helping us through this. It's, it's very much appreciated. Oh boy, Phil! Phil has taken his spice over to Tippy Stream. Uh-oh. Phil, you might be the reason we're gone on Streamlabs. Let's see. Um, Phil says, "I really love how every time there's uh, how how about this intra-racial crime that Joe Biden references? Is that fair?" That's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's automatically the fault of whites as a whole. Kind of interested in seeing how the latest bowling alley shooting gets blamed. <laughs> I don't. Uh, should I not have read that? I actually don't no, know the fine. reference there. Okay. Okay. It's okay. Thank you, Phil. We'll see. Uh, the thing that makes me nervous about Tippy Stream is they're a European platform. So we're working on European standards of speech here. Very thin <laughs> ice, I would say. <laughs> oh, my. Redicus also says uh, Fauci is such a fraud. There's no way this asset. <laughs> asshat hasn't banged a hooker during this charlatan of the highest order i'm glad that i'm in a state that is quote-unquote normal i wear no mask and go everywhere i did before the woo flu good for you i am glad to hear <laughs> good that. for you danny from montana says buy precious metal mainly silver to hedge against inflation there is a premium right now but it sure beats the knee pads off of those who don't buy the uh who don't buy the shiny coins we'll need to give uh to give the <laughs> to give those BJ's to buy their groceries, check out. I don't even know what's this. I, I'm botching this. Check out the crypto. For those words, too. I don't even understand. He's saying invest in precious metals because I keep wondering. Okay, just to make sure that in case the market tanks or like whatever goes on, where should I keep my money? Because I'm afraid yeah. of the U.S. dollar right now, basically. And he's saying precious metals, but I've balked at precious metals because the the cost of gold and silver is so high right now. You know, um, I'm going to need the live chats help. Kent in Pittsburgh uh, says took a CPR class in rural Pennsylvania. Ten of us total in a room. No one had masks except an elderly couple. Even the EMTs instructing the class were not wearing masks. Hashtag COVID is all a hoax, folks. That's the opinion of the chatter, Susan and Tippy stream. <laughs> Although I may have made a pumpkin with the same message at Halloween. I don't know. Matt, when talking to your bank, just say it's fraud. Uh, no, say no say you did or don't say well yeah i'll just i'll tell the bank if they want details like they they took my money under the premise of providing a service here's documentation showing they refused to provide the service fraud simple enough okay let's see um i do not understand this at all what okay they told me in the live chat that i can look at my blockchain and see what the activity is on it okay 
And it looks like on the 9th, on January 9th, somebody sent me 9.8 Bitcoin. That can't be true. Somebody tell me that January 9th, 9.8 Bitcoin. If this is true, uh, I'm going to um, ritualistically kill myself. There is no way. That has to be a joke. Just if people I'm aren't in the crypto market, just, to, just so you understand, 9.8 Bitcoin. Bitcoin's current value is creeping on $60,000, one Bitcoin. So that would mean that you would have over $5 million? No, $588,000. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, the stream math is not a strong suit. right? But it's, it's kind of confusing, 000. like the way that they've set up these transactions. So I need somebody to look at this and tell me that that is not what happened. I dropped it in the live chat. There is no way. Although if There's this no turns out to yeah. be true and Coinbase pocketed a cool half a million because they banned you. <laughs> Well, I guess we need a lawyer for Streamlabs and Coinbase. How about that? I must be reading the transaction wrong. Yeah. Uh, over on Streamlabs, the backup, just your standard RWDS says, I wish Biden hadn't stepped in and pushed federal aid to Texas. Kind of makes our whole secession discussion a bit hard, but hopefully the storm causes the lefty Californians to move back home. Yeah, that's true. It does uh, compromise the independence talk a little bit. Okay, I think we're all set to get back into the chat. As Blonde contemplates recent months of her life and wonders what it might have been like had she not been banned off Coinbase. This cannot be. <laughs> Are they providing you with proof? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk it up to to chat trolling for now, but if there's proof, uh we'll see where it goes. All right, as Blonde looks like she wants to die, let's talk about Ted Cruz, who I think also wants to die right about now. Uh, you guys are mostly familiar with this uh, so-called political scandal for Ted Cruz this week. I'm not going to go through all the detail, except for some of the subtle things that I think are important. In case you missed, though, of course, Texas freezes over. Ted Cruz gets caught uh, getting on a plane with his family to Cancun. Ted Cruz gets ripped up and down in the media. Ted comes back to Texas and does an apology tour, and he's now helping to deliver supplies as of yesterday in Texas. Is it politically dumb? Yeah. Does it look bad? Yeah. Is it consequential? No. Not really. Like, did anyone suffer because of Ted Cruz? Uh, no. Ted Cruz is not the governor. Ted Cruz doesn't run the power company. Ted Cruz is not an emergency responder. There's not much that Ted Cruz can do, but still, Ted Cruz is a public servant. To the extent that he is, it's probably best for him to be providing help in the way that he's doing now by delivering water and other things. That's not just the politically smart thing to do optically, but it's just the right thing to do. He should have been doing it the whole time. That said, is this a scandal on the scale to which it's been blown up? Uh, no, it's no. not. No, nobody suffered because of Ted Cruz's decision. And as one of my favorite memes of the weekend describes, I was told that a, a dad crossing the border to do anything to help his kids was the height of virtue. <laughs> yeah. That we would all do such things if put in the same position. Apparently not for uh ted but we're gonna we're gonna act like this is a massive political scandal and a big gotcha but there are some layers to the treatment of ted cruz and what ted cruz himself has done that i think are still worthy of discussion first point we in every context we mention this but this one proves it yet again stop apologizing for the love of god stop know, trying to god, explain and appease these people apology so ted uh i don't have ted's uh Ted was apologizing about some things on Twitter saying he had no defense. I don't have the tweet handy. I have no defense. You guys are right. 
And then, um, and then he, yesterday he gets in front of the media or maybe it was Friday within the last couple of days, he gets in front of the media and does a press conference and tries to explain what his thinking was on this Cancun trip with his family. Here's what he had to say. It it was obviously a mistake. And in hindsight, I, I wouldn't have done it. I was trying to be a dad and, and all of us have made decisions when you've got two girls who have been cold for two, two days and haven't had heater power and they're saying, hey, look, we don't have school. Why don't we go? Let's get out of here. I, I think there are a lot of parents that'd be like, all right, let me if I can do this. Great. As I said, really, from the moment I sat on the plane, I, I, I began really second guessing that decision and saying, look, I, I know why we're doing this, but but I've also got responsibilities. And, and, and it had been my intention to be able to to work remotely, to be on the phone, to be on internet, to be on Zoom, to be engaged, but I needed to be here. What am I hearing in the background? I don't know. I think it was protesters. Is it people yelling shame? Something like that, yeah. I can't tell what they're saying. Say nothing, enjoy your vacation, and tell everybody to get bent. He's not the governor. Who cares? And that's part of what got him in more trouble is he was trying to explain to these people Maybe some of that was good faith, but clearly some of that he was stretching whatever the truth was because some of the things he said turned out to be untrue slash lies. Yeah. He had originally said that he had he was just going to drop his daughters off in Cancun because they were cold and without without power and they needed a vacation. Then he was going to come straight back to Texas to help out. Turns out that's not true because reporters discovered that he had his his original flight back was booked for Saturday and he switched yeah. it to 6 a.m. Thursday. Dude, say nothing. Why does everybody have to feel like they have to make a statement about all this shit? Everybody would have forgotten in two days. Everything he says is going to be scrutinized to a fair degree and to unfair degrees. So yeah. it's just like, unless you actually victimized someone, I don't see the point of, of groveling to these people. I do. It's it's a political mistake, but these people will never stop there. They'll never go. Oh, political mistake. I guess I'll decide if I want to vote for him or not on this basis right. next time. Yeah. They have to try to ruin him. So everything you say is going to become aggressively scrutinized like that. Another interesting takeaway here, though, is that the Twitter's fact checkers, they just do not care at <laughs> all anymore. They do not give a shit. Yeah. Remember the last couple months, anything that even hinted at a whiff of a voter fraud or election integrity faults that had the little tag on twitter that said experts say that the election was the safest ever here's a link to independent fact checkers who will tell you so well this tweet was circulating far and wide this is a tweet from ted cruz in 2016 saying that he'll believe in climate change when texas freezes over reza eslan and others tweeted a screenshot of this tweet saying it was a real tweet this was this is an archive of it hundreds of thousands of interactions at the point of archive so i don't know how far this went but it had 125,000 likes before he deleted it because that's not true this is a real tweet except it isn't a real tweet it's pure fabrication it's totally made up but twitter as far as i understand reza islam just deleted that voluntarily twitter did he make a statement about it I don't think so. I don't think he followed up he just deleted and tw- twitter didn't mark it twitter didn't force him to delete it this is misinformation in a political context in the same way that Twitter's been railing against for the last half a year plus. They just let this one slide because they don't they don't care anymore. What What is really interesting about this whole story, too, is the the ethics of leaking information. 
Because a lot of the truth of what happened with Ted Cruz has been learned through leaked information. Right. And because everybody hates Ted Cruz, we're all cheering this. Oh, we found out the truth. Screw that guy. Ha ha. He lied. And yeah, if he lied, that's not good. Yeah, he made a politically dumb choice. It's not a defense of Ted Cruz. It's just we really should be careful about what we're celebrating here. So the New York Times uh, obtained text messages from Heidi Cruz who is Ted Cruz's wife and it, the text exchange with several friends in a group chat. What did Donald Trump say about her again? She's just that she's ugly. I think something like oh, that. That's it, it wasn't very creative as far as I recall, but these are texts that, that Heidi Cruz had supposedly, I guess it's confirmed now. She, she sent to neighbors planning this Cancun trip and asking others to join. And the New York times obtained these texts because they were leaked to the times by two other people in the thread. Hmm. Is it not kind of a scandal to leak non-criminal private messages to a news outlet to get your neighbor? Uh, no, we talked about it uh, last week. The Lincoln Project stuff. Nobody had a problem with that. Yeah. And you read through this interesting uh, op-ed in the New York Times that was posted yesterday. It's about the ethics of sharing private private communication or group chat communication and in, in fairness to the article, it delivers both sides of this argument. But I thought the pro side of, yeah, go ahead and leak it was absolutely insane. Catherine Price, the founder of Screen Life Balance and the author of How to Break Up with Your Phone. So yeah, she seemed don't. That's how you break up. Yeah, with really? your phone. Don't. <laughs> she had a different take. Quote, it's unquestionably not a nice thing to do. But in most circumstances uh, or and in most circumstances would be morally wrong, she said. But Miss Price thought that because Heidi Cruz is the wife of a public figure. Heidi Cruz should not have assumed that any of her written communication would remain private. That's Quote, insane. Unless it's encrypted, you can't assume anything is private. What? Are you nuts? Uh, this is insane on so many. Uh, do, even if Heidi Cruz is a, a public figure or public figure adjacent, do public figures not? They don't get private Privacy? communication yeah, ever that's preposterous and then like how do you imagine the precedent that that would oh my god Heidi Cruz is the the wife of a politician a public figure but what if I'm just Ted's friend and Ted wasn't even a part of this group chat so like if I'm Ted's friend and I was like hey you guys want to bail to Cancun and then everybody <laughs> put that out there well you're a public figure adjacent you had no expectation of privacy and this encryption stuff encry if they had hacked the information Encryption yeah. is about protecting the information from people who don't have access to it. This is just someone who does have access to it, taking a screenshot and sending it to somebody else. Encryption doesn't protect you from that. No, of course not. What would she say about the fappening? Uh, yeah, I assume that she would have to say, well, you have no expectation of privacy. If you're a celebrity, you should have used encrypted. You should have made encrypted nudes. I yeah, guess. I should have thought about that. Jennifer Lawrence's butthole. <laughs> Uh, what what was the leak? The, I never looked through that really, but what was the leak where there were Leslie Jones nudes? The fappening. Was that the fappening? Curiosity got the best of me on that one, and I'll never forget. You're telling me you didn't look at the Jennifer Lawrence nudes, but you looked at the Leslie Jones nudes. Yeah, I explain can explain yourself. I can admit it. Curiosity, right? It's not it's not a it's not an erotic thing. It's just like, all right, I got to see it. I got to see it. Aubrey Plaza had some good ones. I definitely didn't see them all. Maybe I maybe I need to take a tour. It's got to be available eh. still somewhere. Kate Upton. Disappointing. Really? Yeah. That's kind of surprising. 
She has giant nipples, like giant can't do sloppy that. boobs. You can't do that. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. All right. The other, now that we've gone way off. That was topic. a crazy detour. Was... The, the other reason Ted was caught in, uh, in some lying here about the planning of the, of the trip uh, and his claim that he was going to immediately return was apparently because United airlines, the airline he was using to fly to Cancun, an employee of United airlines leaked Ted's flight schedule to a reporter. So reporter Edward Russell broke that piece of the story saying he had spoken with quote, a source at United airlines. So now United airlines is doing an internal investigation to see who did this leaking because it's against United's policies to share personal information about customers, obviously. So again, we're all so eager to dunk on Ted Cruz. We all are so eager to own our political opponents that we are normalizing leaking of private communication, leaking of group chats, having businesses turn over customer records to reporters because Political dunking is prioritized over all of these privacy issues that we should all agree are of much greater importance. And I don't get me wrong. Politicians committing shady acts that's in the public interest. It's good to know about these things, but surely there are ways to prod at that and to get at the truth rather than completely undermining basic personal security and privacy norms. Is nobody worried about this coming back on them? We well, want to live in a world where you have to make sure everything is encrypted before you just assume that it's private. Well, it, 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 it's not even a computer problem. It's a cultural problem because if so encrypted or not, if someone has access to look at the decrypted message, the encryption doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And so it's, it's not even that doesn't protect you from someone sharing the information. If you trust that person with the information we're talking about is betrayals of trust, whether it's the trust of a business who uh, of a company with whom I do business or the trust of my friends with whom I text. Yeah. You start eroding trust in this way. And uh, there's going to be major consequences beyond whether Ted Cruz took an ill-timed vacation, <laughs> but, the, yeah, but neutral principles are not, uh, not often considered by the progressive left these days. I mean, it's cold. You can afford it. You're not the governor. I see why he why he did this. It's, I get it's in why. the apology it's... that that I am. I even I mean, even hear, hearing people on the right that are like, it's such a bad look. It's such bad optics. It's like let the man take a friggin' vacation, okay? He's had a rough year. I I do year. think that it's politically dumb. I mean, I'm not going to say that he's some immoral actor who's done terrible things. I just think it's I think it's politically stupid. It's a bad look. But there are lots of whatever hand out the water and then go on your vacation next week. That's the smart thing to do. But should he should he be ruined over this? That's up for the Texas voter to decide. Oh, he's not going to be ruined over this. Everybody's going to forget about this in four seconds. Well, and if he would have shut his gap for five seconds, they probably already (laughs) would have. But he he had to keep explaining, you know, stop explaining to these people. They're not looking for an opportunity for you to atone. They're looking for you to say more things that they can get you with. That's what they're looking for. Anyway, uh, tell me about um, Bill Gates and fake meat. I know you were interested in this this week. Oh, my God. Okay, what so, do we got? Know, we, we talked about this a long time ago. It wasn't that long ago, but uh, the Gates portfolio recently became public or he talked about it. Or for some reason, we recently found out that he has accumulated 242,000 acres of farmland, nearly 27,000 acres of other land across 19 states. He's the largest private farmland owner in the country. So I was like, why would he do this? And my my theory was that he was going to starve us all out because he wants to reduce the world population to 500 million. I was close. Hmm. 
it's because he had this interview, I think like earlier this week with um, Tech Review, MIT Tech Review. Um, and he's he's coming down in favor of fake meats and recommending that every single rich country on earth move away from real beef as soon as possible. He said uh, that he what, what he called the 80, 80 poorest countries will still be eating actual cows for a while, but he's optimistic the developed world uh, has a path to fake meat. Quote, I do think all rich countries should move to 100% synthetic beef. Um, you can get used to the taste difference. Hmm. And the claim is they're going to make it taste even better over time. Um, so yeah, this is this is what he's doing. He's going to try to starve us out by giving us food that has no nutritional value and is estrogenic. That's what he's going to do. I got very interested in what this actually is because there's been, there's, a lot of variants, right? Does he mean fake meat like lab grown, like beyond meat? Well, that that's beyond stuff is like plant based, right? So yeah, he means okay. plant based meat. And There's then there's some stuff in this article about um uh, some of the companies that are are engineering real meat, and he yeah seemed to be against that too because it's inefficient. Oh, he's against that because yeah, yeah, there is lab. Uh, he he's no, but it says in this article in popular mechanics that I have, he's an investor in at least one lab meat startup. These companies yes, grow. But he um, in the interview that he did with MIT, he talked about it. Oh, OK. So now he's against that. Do you take his money out of the company or what? Not yet. Oh, OK. So that's a little odd. And then I was wondering, like, OK, what <laughs> or are we talking about this stuff? I guess is still plant based, but this 3D printed meat is the freakiest of it, of all of it. You got nozzles here on the machine, one for fat, one for blood and one for muscle. And they like it looks like it's a Play-Doh machine putting together fibers that are red and white to look like beef in like a spaghetti style structure that's supposed to resemble meat. And then all sorts of photos in this insider article. But what I thought was interesting is I'm wondering what the hell is this? Like a 3D printer works with a plastic substance. What is this stuff? It says the full recipe is a secret, but it includes soy and pea proteins, coconut fat, and sunflower oil. That's it. That's all we know. Oh. So get get ready for that. And what I thought was interesting from Bill Gates in this interview, he's talking about how good it'll taste and how the cost will be comparable very soon. And but this in in the quote here where he says rich countries are going to move to 100% synthetic. He says, eventually that green premium is modest enough that you can sort of change the behavior of people or use regulation to totally shift the demand. No. So, so you will like this or he will regulate traditional beef producers to artificially inflate the cost to make sure that all your peasant ass can afford is weird 3D printed meat for your own damn good. I will do no such thing. <laughs> Are you, you're going to have to get a cattle farm at the compound, man. It's like uh, you're going to need you're going to need something like that. But he's going to come in. He's going to drone strike you, I think, if you try to grow your own chickens or uh, or beef. <gasps> yeah, really. Uh, on, on the site. So, yeah, the whole I mean, the whole thing is, is super weird. If you buy into it, you're supposed to believe that he's a hero who's rescuing us from both climate change and food shortages as a result of the pandemic. That's his purported reason for doing this. What an asshole. People that still think he's a philanthropist must be some kind of retard at this point. This guy's evil. Yeah. They're uh, not even an evil genius. My, my wife likes to talk to me about issues like 
guys like Bill Gates. And I think it's pretty interesting. She has this theory that once you've achieved, once you've become so rich and powerful that just being stupid rich is boring to you. Yeah. Like, okay, I could do literally anything I want. I could buy anything I want in the entire world and do whatever the hell I want on a moment's notice. You have to venture into more forbidden things to get any kind of enjoyment out of life. So you start going down the road of, I don't know, global food domination, or I'm not accusing Bill Gates of this, but that would be a theory that explains like, or, (laughs) or interest in pedophilia, that kind of stuff. Again, not accusing Bill Gates of that. But what I'm saying is when you've achieved so much, there are certain undoables in the world that you think you might want to consider doing. That's all. Maybe she's right. I suppose, I think there's some truth to it. You just, you, the human, the human spirit needs something new. You know, it's weird to think, oh, I, I'm not satisfied with billions of dollars and being able to do whatever the hell I want anytime. But you always have to have some new achievement. What's left if you've achieved literally everything? You start I don't know, doing you can be weird shit. Trolly and think outside the box like Elon Musk. That's true. He has not, as far as I can tell, he has not degenerated into this bizarre yeah. state. And just keep having babies with the most random women. Has Elon Musk does that? Uh, done that? Does he have? Oh yeah, he has like seven kids, and his most oh. recent, his girlfriend now Grimes is like the weirdest weirdo. And their child like ATE three seven or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, it's fucking weird. But also, I kind of love Elon Musk. I'm like whatever, and I like Grimes' music too. So, well, he gets it more than the average evil billionaire. So good for him. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it is time for a brief hoax hate entry. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, in this case, they did see it happen. That's how this one got busted up. But this Oof. is a new one. This one seems like it follows a normal plot until it doesn't. Uh, in Folsom, California, this is outside of Sacramento, 25-year-old Romy Kang claimed to have been beaten by a gang of racist white men, Jesse Smollett style. And he shared images of his swollen face all over his GoFundMe, and he raised something like $20,000 on GoFundMe saying he was the victim of this racist attack and all that. He, he he claimed to have almost died, actually. And he said at the time he thought it wasn't coincidental that this that his attack happened just days after the Capitol riot. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Upon investigation and watching surveillance footage, police discovered the injuries were not due to a beating, but because the drunken man stumbled and fell. And all that is not necessarily unusual. But what is unusual is that Kang is now a criminal, not just for the false report, but because it turns out in the process of getting drunk before his stumbling and falling and wounding himself, he actually sexually assaulted a woman at the bar earlier that night. Here's the story. This all started back on January 9th when Romy Kang called 911 to report he had been attacked and robbed. So during the investigation, police say his story changed several times, saying it was a group of men that beat him up in a racially motivated attack. Weeks later, police uncovered surveillance video that showed no attack happened. Police say the video showed Kang had fallen and hurt himself. Now police say a witness saw Kang sexually assault a woman on the patio of a Sutter Street restaurant the same night he claimed he'd been attacked 
attacked. An employee of the restaurant explained to Fox 40 what they saw happen. One of the customers came up and said he was just being obnoxious outside, so I went outside and the girl he was with was completely unconscious in her chair while he was taking pictures of her. I just stood outside and pretty much took his drinks away from him, threw him away, told him he was cut off, and uh, we brought her inside. Police say that assault allegedly happened hours before Kang's 911 call. The victim later told police she was unconscious during the assault. Kang was issued a citation for sexual battery. Folsom police say they are still investigating the incident and are asking any witnesses to come forward. Oh my God, that's so terrible. What an asshole. Can you hear my computer at all? I just muted my no. mic, but it's, it sounds like my PC is about to, it sounds like it turned into a helicopter and it's about to fly away. So <laughs> no, I'm, I can't hear it. I'm kind of monitoring that, but as long as it looks like the stream's still going, as long as you can't hear it. <sighs> that pisses me off. And now it sounds like it's fading. All right, whatever. Okay, so <laughs> yes, uh, not only did he lie to police about this bullshit story about, um, about being attacked by a gang of racist white men, but he actually got grabby with some chick at the bar and, uh, and the chick herself was unconscious. So I thought, well, what, what's to investigate? Like if she was there and she got assaulted by him and they know who he is, what's really to investigate? The answer is she doesn't even remember it because she was unconscious. Yeah. That's what happened with her. So police are asking for help in any, with any witnesses or anything like that. GoFundMe also says that they're investigating his case because, like I said, he, he raised 20 grand uh, from people on these claims. And so GoFundMe might be pulling the money back from those donors or pulling the money back from him, giving it to the donors. OK, the helicopter went away, I guess. It just fixed itself. That's good news. But I, this is not hoax hate, of course, but uh, this is somewhat similarly themed. This is a real event of legendary trolling proportions. Penn State University uh, is investigating the Zoom bombing of a Black History Month virtual event. Now, we've seen Zoom bombings with dicks. We've seen Zoom bombings with swastikas. This was a whole new level of production. This Zoom bomber dressed up as a as police officer, Derek Chauvin, and reenacted the death of George Floyd. Again, at the Black History Month student event. Some of the scenes are in the news story here. Stop resisting! Ah! I can't breathe! Now, note, that is a George Floyd doll under his knee. You can see George's face. Just want people to notice. High level this of production. This is the video that interrupted a Penn State University Zoom meeting for Black History Month. Students say this man was dressed up as former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin and reenacted the killing of George Floyd. University police are now looking for the man. Like, it felt violating, for sure. And I was just sitting yeah. there and, like, I guess in the moment, I was just like in shock. This meeting was sponsored by the Gender Equity Center at Penn State, showcasing black women activists against sexual violence. Students say it only took a few minutes for this meeting to be hijacked. We were trying to figure out how to kick him out, um, but it just like kept going and I was, everybody was just like, you should end the meeting because he had the like Zoom link anyway. Some students we spoke to on Penn State Schuylkill's campus say if this Zoom bomber is a student, they hope he's expelled. It's just disrespectful, honestly, like to go ahead and put a video of someone else's death as like a joke. Like I just don't find it funny at all. Oh my God. Progressive white chicks offended first. You notice that? I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not all heroes wear capes. You know, I needed that laugh. Like for my soul, I needed it. Thank you, Catboy Cammy. Has anything happened to him? I, not that I know of, but I'm glad you referenced the name because I thought that was interesting. The police are investigating if he's a student at the school. They need help identifying this man. Really? Just look on poll, you retards. God. Someone emailed me in like five seconds when we talked about it on Wednesday and said, oh, yeah, it's this guy, Catboy Cammy, who, as I who said. I know, and I'm uh, very familiar with his work. And I have not watched him. Oh, it is so funny. It is Acc- so funny. According to this description, he got in trouble for... Wearing blackface on Omegle, which uh, he does that a lot. I'm sh- <laughs> I disavow Susan, but I'm sure produces comical results. And I know that they're comical because I was looking a little bit at what kind of stuff this guy does. And I looked at a little bit of his Omegle work and uh, can confirm quite funny. Now, this is the other thing. Well, we can't identify who he is, really, because he does the Derek Chauvin bit on Omegle. Check out this one. <laughs> oh, hey, what's up? Hello. You're not pregnant, are you? Pregnant? Yeah, you're not pregnant, are you? Why would I be pregnant? Ah, because if you were, George Floyd would want to point a gun at your stomach. (laughs) (laughs) And if you can't tell from the accent, he's Australian, too. He's not a Penn State student. What what the hell is this? Why do the police have to investigate this? This is not... My God, he's so funny and handsome. Just, like, absurdly handsome. (laughs) Uh, lesson learned though uh, you need to start password protecting your zoom meetings whether you're uh, doing a black history month meeting or uh, whether you're on a school board trying to talk shit about the parents privately do not leave your zoom meetings unprotected so we'll see Uh, I wonder with all these zoom bombings too they always talk like there's going to be criminal charges is there a such thing as digital trespassing and how could it be when the event was open like he yeah he's being a troll or a nuisance but they're free to kick him out and he didn't breach anyone's security barrier. They said, join yeah. this. And he did. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so much trouble finding out who this man is. Five seconds. You can see him do the same character on YouTube on Omegle. Yeah. Real difficult. But these are this is, uh, the sophisticated investigations that we're dealing with right now. Okay. That, we'll call that a, uh, a stream and let's close out with chat. Sure. Let's see. Hot Mitch says, congrats on rebranding, guys. Makes it a lot easier to share with friends and strangers. Uh, Wade Boyer is still a fat, non-hetero. Cheers. <laughs> well, thank you. And that is that is kind of the intent, you know. Um, part of it is just sort of, I think, outgrowing the the old joke a little bit. But part of it is like, I know the only way we grow is if you guys share it with people who will enjoy the show. And it's much easier to say it's just the Matt and Blonde show. Just just share it that way. It's much easier and it doesn't sound as weird on first glance. So I hope it's more approachable that way. Um, Daniel Kunkel says, while I'm generally on the Trump train, am I the only one who thinks the age and health of Orange Man Bad will be an issue for his running again? I'm leaning towards DeSantis and or Gnome 2024. Yeah, Hmm. he's too old. There was speculation in some of the Rush Limbaugh articles that Trump would try to step in and either be a show host himself or try to pick up this torch and make some kind of network or something to replace Rush Limbaugh. But I don't know if that will happen. I, I Honestly, I think that's probably Trump's best play, though. I think that his talent would probably be best used in media influence as opposed to political power. 
Yeah. But I'm not thrilled with the field of candidates either. Like I, I would vote for a Rand Paul. I would vote for a Christy Nome. Um, the list is short though. There aren't a lot of people that I'm really eager to come out to vote Neither. for. If you think your vote counts, which of course isn't debatable at all, Susan, it counts 100% no matter what. Yeah. Yep. Always does. Um, Bill Alger says, Oh boy, Sunday evening. I can't wait to watch my favorite YouTube show, beauty and the beta <laughs> formerly. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. Fat hooligan says blonde. Your last video with Dave Cullen. Lol. Uh, was fantastic. Dave Riley, Riley, the topic of addiction is an important one. You handled it well. Everyone show her some love and give that interview a listen. Yes, you can hear about how I used to be an alcoholic train wreck on that interview. <laughs> Check it out. All the details spilled. Um, Boogeyman917 says, I doubt it. We haven't played that sounder in a while. I don't have that one handy. I like to use it in the intros, but I actually don't have it. How do I not have that one like on command? I don't though. Hmm. Um, Esoterica Unbound says, as Millie's, you probably can't appreciate how titanic Rush's impact was. Uh, four years before the internet and Fox News, his was the only voice telling many Americans they weren't crazy or evil. Dems yeah. will never forgive him for that. That's true. Yeah. And I can appreciate that. And part of it is, I just, I don't know what it was like then. And I know, but I do know what it was like to have my eyes opened by people on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I remember realizing that everything I thought was true was a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And having just having my perspective changed in that way. And I I will forever be indebted to the people who did that for me. And for me, that wasn't rush necessarily, but rush was a pioneer in doing that. And so I, obviously I have a huge amount of respect and admiration for that. Um, I got to reload this. Would you let me uh, hop over to tippy stream or even, the much maligned Streamlabs. We're good on Streamlabs, and I like to see that, to be honest, because I want nothing to do with those bastards anymore. Let's see. Um, Radicus says, I will not eat the bugs or live in the pod. When do they push the Soylent Green? I did choose uh, the wrong week to replace my insulation. <laughs> I decided that I would... Uh, do all improvements before my money meant nothing. Yeah. That's another, that's interesting too. Um, in terms of deciding like how to protect yourself from the devaluation of the dollar, maybe you just use what you have to reinforce and build up what you have. If you have property or something else, try to increase the value of that as opposed to hanging on to, you know, the dollar is soon enough. It'll cost you 10,000 Biden bucks to buy a gallon of milk. So that's, that's probably a wise decision, right? case. I reloaded if you're good. Yeah, that's all I got. Incompetent hands. The reason they silence you, the reason they demoralize you, the reason they lie about you, the reason they even care what you think is because they know if they don't, they will lose. Don't go gently. We're trying not to. Mm. Mm. Is that a quote from someone or is that an original writing? That was that was powerfully worded. Don't go gently uh, into that. Good night mm. uh, is, but I'm not sure about the previous. Hmm. That's an incompetent answer original. Um, Risen Victory. Streamlabs steals our money. Oh, well, I guess my cash can go to Dolezal for reparation. <laughs> that is until we switch to a cashless society and Kamala Harris starts busting down minorities' doors, arresting them for hoarding toilet paper during a pandemic. <laughs> that will be great. Uh, and thank you for your uh, support for the show. I Doc am not going to be niggardly. Um, I've bought a ring. I have plans for a proposal. The problem is she says leaving California will hurt her. Mm. My girlfriend doesn't pay attention to what's going on. How do I convince her 
to leave when the time comes. You guys can't have kids in California. This, as I recall, this was the story we heard earlier where he was saying, what do I do to convince her to leave with me? And we had said, put a ring on it. As I recall, Mm -hmm. I'm glad to hear you made that decision. And I'm very happy for you. And you're doing the right thing by you're making a huge ask of her to leave the place that she considers home. And so giving her the security that she deserves is the absolute best step that you could have done. And I'm really glad to hear that. And then the second um, step, of course, is uh, making it mandatory. So <laughs> how do you convince her to leave when the time comes? You just convince her that the the ring that you're giving her means something, that you will be there to support her and to provide for her no matter what. And that you under, mm-hmm. I, I, I had to make a similar ask in my life and the, the cell was, I'll give you all the security that I can possibly give you because I understand what I'm asking you to do. And this is not, you got to make it a fair trade-off. If, yeah. if you're making this ask of her, you've got to give her everything you can security-wise. So just make it clear that you understand the sacrifice that she's making. You don't take it lightly. And that there's nothing more serious in your life and more important in your life than, than providing for her and building a family with her together. And because that's the most important thing, you need a family friendly place and California ain't that man. 0% chance. It sucks. For me, it was very easy to leave California because I didn't grow up in California. I lasted two years there and said, not for me. See ya. Yeah. But if, you, if you're there generationally, I really feel for you guys. If you've watched it be ruined and you have to leave, even though your parents live there, your grandparents live there, maybe back further than that. It sucks. And I, but you got to do what you got to do to to keep on. That's definitely true. Glenn Beck, I suppose it's not the real Glenn Beck. But Juan, <laughs> congratulations on getting the opportunity to interview the former homeless guy, Mr. Josh. It's a unique opportunity. Even I haven't interviewed Josh yet, so this opportunity is very exclusive. Wow. I get it, Josh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Travis Valle, hey guys, long time getting married, 6521. Also, have you considered legal action against Streamlabs? Um, Crowder's got his half-Asian lawyer, Bill Richmond, or Blonde's favorite Jewish news pundit. Um, <laughs> if I could get Ben Shapiro to represent me, it would be the best. This would the be best. the greatest case ever. Oh, my um, God. I don't know. I mean, it's probably not worth it. Uh, it is on principle to me, assuming I had a lawyer who shared the same values and recognized that there's obviously not a lot of money in this case. It is a principle thing to do. Yeah. Um, Laurel has some advice on this as well. Um, Laurel says class action. You're the representative case. You need to find a class action. Lawyer. Okay. Maybe we should. Laurel, if you Maybe have we should talk to Sargon, you, he's got some. That's right. Problems. He did the Patreon thing too. Yeah. So maybe they, maybe he knows Laurel, if you have better information, let me know. Cause I honestly, I have no idea how to, how to handle this stuff process wise. I'm not very litigation happy. I don't take people to court. I've not been sued. I don't know what that shit's about. So yeah. I need some help. Huh. Oh, don't oh. go to the, uh, this. Uh, we got another lawyer. All right. This is, David Amber, yeah. criminal lawyer, says, don't go to your bank. Let them keep your money and maintain a cause of action. I'd also consider going to the police, but I think a lawsuit is the way to go. Okay. So oh, maybe I shouldn't yeah. try to get the money back. Ugh. I have to do a lawsuit. I'm so tired. I'm too tired for legal action. I'll, I'll do it. Look, this is important to me on principle. If, if there's somebody who wants to help me out, I will do it. Well, we should get with Frank and um, right and Sargon there, and there are probably more. Those are the only the only other two I know about, but I guarantee there are more. We're coming for you, Marie, or whatever your name was. <laughs> yeah, Marie, you were very polite in uh, stealing from me. You're the most polite yeah. thief I've ever encountered. Someone <laughs> steals your wallet out of your back pocket and says, "I'm sorry for the inconvenience. Have yeah, a great really. day." Hey, thanks. 
Thanks, bitch. Yeah. Uh, John Martin, if you cancel your daily annual daily wire subscription, you also do not get a refund for future months. Mm. Just happen to run into this. Uh, yeah, but yeah. that's not that's not perfectly analogous either, though, because that's you deciding that you no longer want the service and they're perfectly willing to provide the provide service. Provide it. Yeah, I don't think that's the same either. So, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I just wouldn't call that the exact same thing. Buddha 56, a 3D printed Glock 19 update, 150 rounds through minimal wear on load bearing structures. One failure mm. to feed, one failure to extract both within the first 25 rounds. Definitely a fun new carry gun. Next up is an AR lower. More updates to come. Awesome. I, I not even uh, thought about that. And thank you uh, for your support for the show as well. So when you. Uh, we love you. You're very special. I'm not exactly sure how the process works here, but uh, on the. So on the Glock, the serialized part is just the frame. So I guess you can 3D print your own frame and then just buy Glock parts for the rest of it totally square, I think is how that legal process would work. Maybe I should consider that. I, I want the FGC-9 because uh, that's like the, the, the gun that the internet invented you know, or is being spread yeah. far and wide that is just its own firearm, although it can use AR parts and I guess it can use Glock barrels. But I kind of want that on principle because it's its own unique internet gun. But having a 3D printed Glock or AR would also be cool. I just want a, three, a gun that I 3D printed, which of course is the only way to do it, ATF. I would never have someone else manufacture a firearm on my behalf. Not in a million years. I would do it myself, but uh, I, I want that on principle. This is the future. It's not 3D printed meat, Bill. It's 3D printed guns to use to shoot the animals to get the meat. That's what this is. Uh, the ends justify the memes. Glad to see Matt get tinfoil over Streamlabs. Call Barnes and ch oh yeah, and check out streaming to Entropy. You can stream, mm. chat, poll, and donate on Entropy. And supposedly they won't demonetize, and it's free. Okay, so. thank you for that. Appreciate it, Bill, and hope you're doing well. Anna Fraser says, "Hopefully, I didn't jinx your show censorship streak." <laughs> Thanks again, Matt. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I hope I'm not revealing anything too personal. But Anna is a student who had interviewed me earlier this week for a project that she's working on. And one of the things she brought up was like, hey, have you been have you give me examples of censorship or other deranking of your content? And that was like right before all this. I think that was Thursday morning. And then this all went down Thursday afternoon. So it might yeah. be your fault. But, you know, you can you can put that into the report, I guess. Yeah. Rocky Range. Last time I brought you Desmond people challenge, except no. Was it we you? It, it, if people don't remember. I'll just explain this briefly because this, this is important. Cameo is a service that allows you to pay celebrities to read things, sort of like Super Chat. But let's say you wanted, um, well, we've had Rose McGowan do it or Rachel Dolezal. People pay him 10 bucks, 20 bucks to read a shout out to Matt and Blonde and maybe even um, praise working hard on the 19th and, you know, that, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay, so Rocky Range took it to a, a level that we could not accommodate. What was that, last <laughs> fall or maybe last year sometime? Where he got Desmond, the child drag queen, all of nine or ten years old, to give us a shout out through Cameo, which had some not only that, but this shout out had jokes about something about him, like burying his family. Yeah. Like it wasn't just that Desmond did it, but there were it jokes really bad. slipped <laughs> in about like references we've made on the show about like this. This kid is going to get revenge on his mom type stuff. And that was and we couldn't play it on the show because it was so I, in all honesty, you can't do that. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at the chatter, but you can't, 
You can't be mad at the exploitation of that child while simultaneously showcasing the exploitation of that child on your show. So we never played yeah. it. Yeah. But I, that was an example of like, holy shit, this mom is taking 20 bucks or whatever to have her child read a joke about him killing her for someone else's entertainment. Yeah. Holy shit. That is, that is some bad stuff. So whatever happens, don't go that far. No, <laughs> there are, there, there's not a lot on this show where it's like, all right, I'm definitely not doing that. That's too far. Will not, won't do it. D- did not. And will not do that one. So I'll, I'll be curious to see what you come up with. But yeah, and I don't know. That's the last I heard of Des- uh, heard from Desmond, actually. I've not like heard anything about that kid since that. Yeah. Um, Aggie Jet Pilot. No, no. Thank you, sir. Uh, Diva Tamer says, don't call your bank and stop payment. Call an attorney ASAP. If you stop payment, you may in some way find yourself in breach contract. Hmm. Do nothing until you consult an attorney, a conservative. Okay. Then I will not call my bank. Knuckle Hunky Bunk says, so when feminists talk about rape culture, does that just mean that it's a different cultural norm? Yes, I like it. Yeah, uh, one would assume. Um, Synac 8, it's probably Stripe that is censoring you, the MasterCard, Visa, et cetera, who constantly put, who's constantly putting pressure on these online platforms to conform or be denied service by the bank. And spoiler alert, they will control your precious Bitcoin alternative. I am not going to be niggardly. I know it's coming. Yeah, but there are some reasons to believe that. In this case, I am 99% sure it's not Stripe because Streamlabs doesn't use, well, on credit cards they might, but the vast majority of stuff that was coming through for us on Streamlabs was handled through PayPal. And the other reason, I can't go super specific into this, but but Stripe has its tentacles in other things from which we have not been deplatformed. And so I'd be very surprised if Stripe is the player that's the problem. Yeah. Here. But who knows? Um, our WDS engineer, Matt and I once made love. I couldn't write a hit piece, but I could hit that piece. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Come on, man. Yeah. Gross. Uh, Mortimer Duke. China is just teaching Uyghurs how to code. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they are. It could be. Onesta says, let them say I lived in the time of Rush Limbaugh. Mm. Thunderstorm. Soviet Union was ruled by a group of people that murdered an estimated 70 million white people. They went to a country in the Middle East. Nobody, nobody mentions it. <laughs> that one escaped my notice. Okay. <laughs> that was a little under the radar. It was. That was pretty good. Uh, Swiftner says prop bounty and bet out for footage of Fauci faux pas secretly seeing his family after saying he wasn't. War is regarded as nothing but the continuation of politics by other means. In fairness to Fauci in that segment, if he did say I've seen my wife, obviously, because I live with my wife. So you can go back and see pictures of him and his wife at baseball games and stuff. But yeah, if there are pictures out there of Fauci seeing his younger family. Yeah, those need to be exposed because then the dude's just lying and Frankly, I don't believe him that he has not seen the rest of his family for a year now. I just don't believe that. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Capitalism for the win. Search Telegram for the Beauty and the Beta, TN Beauty and the Beta, and join the the group for those interested in meetups. I cannot post the link in Super Super Chat. Dogecoin to the moon. Did I even mention that I'm super sick to the audience? (laughs) I probably should have. Uh, I don't think we did. Oh, no, I'm sorry, guys. I'm like really under the weather. I'm on day three of very little sleep and it is mm. it's really catching up to me. The, uh, on on the Telegram front, 
uh, sit tight and I'll try to see if I can get something official going. The Telegram has been perpetually on the back burner for a whole bunch of reasons, some of yeah. which is Streamlabs and other organizational stuff I'm trying to get done. So I understand it's a tool that a lot of you enjoy, and I'm trying to do what I can uh, one step at a time. And unfortunately, the steps I could have taken last week were kind of nuked by Streamlabs and others. So we'll get there. Eric Nervik, Blonde, I saw your interview with Roosh and it inspired me to try to be a better Catholic. I tried the, the other night praying for the soul of RBG, and I realized my heart was cold. I'll keep working on it. I, mm. I'm also not there. <laughs> that's a tough order i guess that's yeah a, that's a most rough... of the time i'm like is it righteous for me to dance on the graves of my enemies <laughs> should i have so much joy in in my hatred the obvious answer is no mm. no long don john watch out matt you might have to pay channel 9 australia to use that footage now yeah i haven't followed that, was... that story i'm not sure i fully understand but some battle between media companies in australia and social media where there's payment between the two and now news companies are banned from posting content on things like Facebook. Is that correct? I might be totally butchering it. I did not have time to pay attention to this story this week. So I apologize to our uh, Aussie listeners. But uh, something weird is going on with news in Australia on Facebook. That's all I know. Wiggles. It's sta- Facebook stock went down 1% as a result. Oh, so it must be a big deal then. Yeah. yeah. People are really pissed. Um Wiggle says Vouch is still on Streamlabs and he supports child exploitation. I guess that's not against the terms of service. Yeah, like they give a shit. Hmm. Um, Swiftner Streamlabs thought coordinate a class action lawsuit with other impacted clients. Also, war and politics are really just an expression of the intensity scale of competition on a conflict trajectory. Woo. Hmm. Okay. Let me reread that. War and politics are really just an expression of the intensity scale of competition on a conflict trajectory. Yeah. Okay. All right. Conflict trajectory is the uh, current status quo. No, yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Bane Koof. I saw your Streamlabs issue. I know you don't like these guys, but Revenge of the Sis was also yeeted off Streamlabs with no response at all. I'm sure they would be happy to join legal action. Ah, uh, those guys are toads, but maybe. I've, I, this is a principal thing. Like I, I will put aside my distaste for them in pursuit of this. I, it's not that's not uh, personal beef is is not important to me in this. I case. will say to the Revenge of the Sis guys. That thumbnail of you with the giant brain is <laughs> I laughed for like five minutes when I saw it. And I was in I was in the hospital, I think, with the baby or something yeah. like that. And it, it was just it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It was supposed to make me look bad. It makes me look great as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Now, if people don't know there's not really that much history there. They they just they flat out lied about me being pro censorship on their stream. They clearly just yeah. didn't do their time. And they were, they were dumping on me as though I they like likened me to Philly D or something like that and saying that I was okay with everyone else getting censored. But when the censorship came for me, that's when I was butthurt. And, and, and I had to go on their stream to say, no, you guys got it all like literally the only reason I have a channel is basically to talk about free speech issues. Yeah. And they instead doubled down and tried to make it into this weird purity test where unless I've defended every single person on their weird checklist of people who's been deplatformed, then I'm not sufficiently pro free speech. It was the most bizarre. I went on there and it ended up it's not I didn't do well either. It got into a yell fest. It just I didn't watch the whole thing. So I don't know. It was so cringe and it was so bad. So it's not like, oh, I did great. No, we all sucked. It was a two on one yell fest. Yeah. And you need a moderator. I guess. Was I was I angry? Yeah, because these guys are lying about me and doubling down on it and teaming up on me two to one. It was it was just ridiculous. Um, so but that's the personal beef. I'm not a fan of theirs, but 
this thing, this principled issue here is beyond our personal yeah. fight. Mm. K-Max McDonald said, did you guys cover the Coca-Cola story and what they said about our people? At this point, <laughs> does the biggest civic nationalist even see there's one group of elites that attack far more than any other? <laughs> I assume you're trying to take a shot at me there. I, I, mm. I assume. Um, I didn't see the Coca-Cola story. Did I've they, only uh, seen the surface level headline stuff. It is, as far as I understand, is it, a, it is alleged that there were internal <gasps> employee the, the internal. Yes. Yeah. There was some kind of employee. Um, uh, one of the, one of these it was uh, employee training. It was a yeah. PowerPoint. It said something like how to shed your whiteness. Or something. Yeah. Be less white is how it's yeah. being characterized. Yeah. Outrageous. Shanique was stunning and brave. Ironically, the Chinese force fornicating Uyghurs is not a cultural <laughs> norm. It's them cultural appropriating. Yeah. Oh, whoa. That could be true. I like the term force fornicating. That sounds like a Star Wars thing. <laughs> he uses a uh, force fornication, that Dark Lord. Laser 47. Um, Streamlabs decided to refuse you service before they took your money. Fauci's tool is vaccines. Ebola vaccine, probably not close to viable in that interview. No excuse for the insanity. I wish Dark Angel was real at this point. Well, here, here, there might, that might be their argument. And yet I will say you're correct on the sequence of events that my page disappeared before I paid them the money. That is true. But here's where I would push back on that. They did not explain to me what had happened. And so I gave them money under a false premise, false pretense, the, yeah. the premise that I was going to get help or certain services in exchange for that money. They never communicated to me otherwise. So I still believe it to be fraudulent activity on their part, though you are right that the banning preceded the exchange yeah. of money. In my mind, the exchange of money was still done on false pretenses. Yeah. So I think, and, and by the way, it's exactly what they did with Frank too. Frank's story is the same, not only in the communication pattern. So you just got pattern, a 404. Right. Yeah. And it didn't say like it, you can go to the page right now. It says we can't find this broadcaster. It doesn't say banned for terms of service violation like YouTube right. would if you went to a banned channel. There's no information. So how right. am I supposed to evaluate? The, the reason I gave the money is because I operated in good faith thinking, OK, yeah. they didn't ban me. It's just some weird technical issue. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'd push back on that. But but yeah, you're you're right on the sequence of events. That is true. Two-way education. Matt, import AK for sure. Um, WASR and Arsenal Wasser, are both yeah. good. Wasser. I don't know anything about guns. I'm posting a Russian AK vid tomorrow, you might like. Sure. And if people like uh, good gun content, two-way EDU, is, he's got a good, great channel going. Uh, that's that's. Uh, I know you're growing in your viewership and you're doing well, so that's good to hear. Um, I, I'm just not... I. Honestly, I just don't care that I'm not an elitist about like I like AKs. I think they're cool. I think they look cool. I think they're fun. I think they're cheap to shoot. I like what they are, but I'm not so elitist that I have to be like, oh, I need an authentic import from some like former Soviet bloc country. I just give me I, I, I'm, I'm happy with a shitty American made AK. I don't don't get me wrong. What's the I'll benefit over an AR? Well, uh, there's a whole there's a whole debate. People are people on are on either side of that my philosophy is both why not have both yeah. but people more you specifically more specifically people debate the caliber your standard ar is in a 556 five, caliber smaller round faster your your ak is in a, a larger 762 round bigger slower less range but potentially a bigger thumper depending on mm. where and how you're hitting people but i they're, they're both iconic guns you know i just i i I'm not uh, I'm not like a, a gun collector. You know what I mean? 
I think guns are cool. I think they're fun. I don't have anything all that fancy or all that special. I just, I think it's fun to go to the range and shoot around with them. And I don't care if it came from Bulgaria or some shitty factory in Vermont or wherever mine came from. I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. Kabula, did you already cover the story about Phoenix ammunition, not selling to Biden supporters? I think we did last week, didn't we? Um, Yes. When we were talking, we were doing a little Phoenix promo, but not in yeah. full. Like we, we discussed what was going on, but didn't discuss it in full. If you want the full story of what's going on with Phoenix and, and just refusing to do business with Biden supporters, uh, Justin from Phoenix actually went on Tim pool's podcast Friday night. That's so great. So, Good so that there's, there's a full conversation between them that you can uh, listen to. The Twitter exchange is so funny. Somebody was like, are you, are you serious about this? And he was like, oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm serious. And he explained why, and it was good reasoning. Yeah. Justin it. has been crushing it lately, not only in um, his ammo production, which is much appreciated, but in his, he's standing up on principle. And I, I, I admire the stance that he's taking somewhat regrettably, because I don't want to live in a society where we police each other's perspectives yeah. in order to do business with each other. Yeah. In a pure level, I'm not in favor of that. But what I do admire about him is he's saying, look, this is a politician who has on his website a pledge to end my business. Yeah. Delete online ammo sales. If you are a person who supports that, I want nothing to do with you. I think yeah. in a perfect world, Justin, Justin would say the same thing I'm saying, which is, yeah, you don't have to agree with me to do business with me. But his perspective is, if you are in support of deleting my business, I don't want your right. money. I don't want your business. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, knuckle hunky buck Ted Cruz should shave his beard if he's going to go back to being a wormy little soft boy like he was in 2016 <laughs> he should know better than to apologize to them by now he should know better that's how I felt like not just, even the beard could save him that's a great point because bearded Ted is far superior he, he does look like a dumpy lesbian though doesn't he I, I think he Ted. looks like mountain man mountain man Ted to me maybe not in mountain man fitness but grandpa munster he looks a lot better than his old look his 2016 look yeah that was he's used an unattractive car man ted. there's not much he can do uh, bearded ted I, i'm i think is an improvement and i looked at his wife she's not that ugly let me look it up um swiftner says it's a shame 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 and ted demonstrates he has no backbone so disappointed to see a classic example of republican conservative lack of spine big media is a hostile not good faith actor exactly, exactly. she looks exactly like Somebody I can't I have to look at her for a little while longer. She looks exactly like some dude I'm picturing in my head, but I can't I can't figure out who. All right, keep going. I'll have to think about it. Meadily, Cruz should have told the journalist to eat his shaft. Then again, <laughs> yeah. if he had a sack in twenty sixteen, he would have won the primary. I have no hope for Republicans in twenty twenty four. They're such pussies. What a burn. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Uh, neither do I esoterica unbound. Um, Philip Sheridan once said if he owned hell and Texas, he would live in hell and rent out Texas. Now that Texas has frozen over. <laughs> what's that say about hell? 2021 is going to make 2020 look like 2019. <laughs> hmm. um, let's see. Jarred the Bard says Matt and Blonde show come for the politics. Stay for the fappening discussions. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen the Leslie Jones nudes, uh, you know. don't. Why? They, your life nope. will never be the nope. same. You'll never Not go in a back. Good way. Yeah. yeah. They do say once you go black, you never look at fappening pictures ever again. <laughs> um, son of the wolf. Did you all see that Coca-Cola told their employees to be less white? Anthony Brian Logan has a video on it. Also, yeah. Bill Gates can kiss my carnivorous butt. YouTube. <laughs> I see you, son of the wolf. 
won't let me say the A word. Seriously? You can't say ass? You can't say ass, but you can say Jewtube. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I guess so. I guess that's true. So it's... Susan, these are your standards, not mine. But that okay, this is another angle that I didn't even think of on the uh, Streamlabs front. If their reason is chats that people sent to us, you guys are the ones who let those chats through. How the through, hell is that right. my fault? It'd be Lock like Susan chats. banning us for the chats that she lets through. Why yeah. don't you ban the chats if the chats are the offensive thing? Not that I'm in favor of that, of course. I'm just saying it makes no sense to punish the people who are just there having the messages sent to them. Everyone in the live chat is looking at these pictures. It's just um, all the emojis are just that barfing face. There's Why would you guys? Picture... I told you not to look. Don't know. Well, there are a couple. There are a couple unforgettables that I can still see in my brain right now. I don't even have to look. I know exactly. The topless what they look one like. is damaging. Yeah, there's a there's a. Well, I can't use the A word because Susan doesn't allow it, but there's there's butt stuff in there, too. I can confirm. And it's very detailed. Like it, it's not just uh, hey, is that what they're doing? No, it's like no, yeah, oh yeah, oh, it's full on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Laurel says my mother says utopia is impossible because when people when there is no hardship, people will create drama because they need hardship. Hundred percent. We're watching it right now. Um, Plum Logan, Matt, and I were once about to make love, but then we saw Disney butt fucking itself, and the whole thing is kind of a turnoff. I've said a lot of stuff tonight. I'll be very curious to see what happens with Disney because I think they will. They'll have they'll have a lot of cancellations because of the Gina Carano stuff. But at the on the other side of this, Star Wars has to be the most durable movie or TV franchise there is. And I, I will this be what ends Star Wars for me? I love Star Wars and I pretty much watch everything Star Wars. Will I be if willing Daisy to Daisy Ridley's face didn't ruin Star Wars for you. I think you can take some more abuse. Don't talk shit about Daisy. <laughs> Daisy has done absolutely nothing wrong. But I don't know. Will I go back to Disney after this? I, I had already canceled my Disney Plus after the end of The Mandalorian because that's all I watched on there. But will okay. I go back now? I don't know, man. I guess I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. I hope not, though. These people suck. Uh... Knuckle Hunky Buck says you should change the show name to a man and a woman talking to each other about various current <laughs> events. I kind of like that. Damn it. That's so catchy. Why didn't we think of that? I know. Yeah. Wow. The Knuckle Hunk- is... Hunky Buck official brand manager for us. I like You're it. Hired. I actually legit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe Fenderblast. Funny looking at the boomer movies I watched with my parents come true. Soylent Green is people and War of the Worlds to an extent. It's an awesome time to be around. The mm. Movies. This reminds me. You're you're not going to help me here. Okay. No. So I watched, because I love Mel Gibson. Just love Mel Gibson. I watched Dragged Across Concrete. And I need to know from the audience, was that movie actually right wing or was it propaganda? What's it about? I don't even know the plot. It's like a a crooked cop movie with Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn. And like, Hmm. they're good guys. And they make some funny jokes about, about like Latin women wearing too much makeup and not being able to tell the difference between girls and boys these days and stuff. And they're likable characters. And then a woman who wants to stay at home with her baby, um, her husband makes her go back to work. And her first day at work, she gets her head blown off. Um, Hmm by some bank robbers. Okay. So that's all in the, 
in the right wing column, but then in the left wing column, uh, like the, the black guys are the only people that have any moral core and the bank robbers are like the ruthless bank robbers are, are German guys, like mm. white German guys. And so I kind of feel like maybe I've, I've been hoodwinked a little <laughs> bit. You've been duped by Mel? No, not Mel. Oh, the but producers. I think Mel was a pawn by the director. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can someone email me about this? Cause I don't know what to think about this movie. Okay. I liked it. And then I called my brother and told me that, that I liked it. And he was like, uh, I fucking hated that movie. Are you retarded? <laughs> well, whatever your brother says goes, we know that I know. Right. Um, Infinite wisdom. Let's see. The stealth Hispanic Matt should have that email from Streamlabs laser engraved onto a sheet of metal as his first <laughs> deplatforming trophy. It would be better than the YouTube play. button. I still never got that goddamn YouTube play button. How the hell do people get that? I crossed a hundred thousand oh. years ago. Yeah. How the hell I never do got I get it either. The, how? But yeah, uh, speaking of uh, our friends at Sonoran Defense, they might be able to create such a trophy for me. C- could you just engrave this moment from Marie at Streamlabs saying sorry for the inconvenience as she steals yeah, really. money from us? Yeah, maybe we should memorialize it. Good thinking. Um, We're good over here. Okay. I think we are all set, but we'll check Tippy Stream and, and uh, the much maligned awful stream labs before we uh, call it a show. Yeah, we're set on tippy stream. I'm glad to know that works. Um, I was testing it myself and it looked like it was going okay. So glad to see that. And we're good on stream labs. Um, Trovo. Thanks again to uh, chubby stubby C2K. Um, C2K actually sent a super chat. Read my previous super chat, Matt. It's in your alerts. Pop out. You damn boomer. Did I miss your chat earlier? I see one from uh, chubby stubby who's a cash bang, but I don't see a chat earlier. Um, from C2K. I'm sorry, man. Maybe their system is is screwy. Trovo's system is so goddamn bizarre. We spent time yeah. this week figuring out how to read the super chats, and I think we figured it out. But instead of, you know, it's like we're talking about on Wednesday. Instead of just having, hey, here's a chat from a person who sent a tip. It's like, this person sent you magic and spells. and Yeah, really. It's like, I don't need this wizardry shit. Just tell me what they said. But it's too complicated. <laughs> so I'm sorry that I missed a, a chat earlier, but we do the best we can. And thank you for helping me uh, organize at C2K. Anyway, that will do it as a show for tonight. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us as always and having our back through the Streamlabs nonsense. We'll see what comes of this and we'll see if I get any uh, additional advice through the email inbox this week and maybe we can take it to Streamlabs a little bit. That'll be fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you're listening later, on uh, on YouTube or BitChute or uh, anywhere else where you might be getting the show. Appreciate you guys as well. Thanks for tuning in. If you are looking for more material, you can't get enough to listen to. As Blonde mentioned, lots of her interviews are over on the audio platforms. You can see the videos on her channel too, but they're, uh, we got that content on the audio platforms in addition to the call-in show and some other extra content you might not find on YouTube. Those are all linked in the description for you. Everything else is on the website. You can contact us. You can see the show, the show store and everything else we have. That's MattChristiansonMedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday. Cause if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not me at the press. It's the Matt and blonde show. Have a good night.